This is a HeadGum Podcast. I mean, I, I remember the first sexual thing I ever saw. Okay. Showtime. It was a show called... Uh, Max. No, it was Showtime. Oh, it was Showtime, show man. It was Showtime, and the show was called... I can, ooh. The show was called Red Red Shoe Diaries. Red Shoe oh, yeah. Diaries. Red Shoe oh, Diaries. Yeah, Red Shoe Di- and our, David Duchovny. What? How do you both? Know David Duchovny was in it. You the only reason you don't. Know <laughs> I didn't have kids. That's what I, I can tell you. Know. I can tell you the scene, bro. It was like, and I think I thought it was a movie because it was like it was set up like a movie. It was a guy driving. I wonder if I've seen. It, it. was a lady cop who pulls him over, and then she busses his um his back tail lights. <laughs> yeah, she and did. was like, you gotta. I remember what she said. But it was like your tail lights out. I gotta arrest you. Arrest my man. <laughs> Now he's in some room handcuffed, and that's thing I know. She, they have uh, a like, sex while he, no, like, he handcuffed. They have a sex. I remember, and the thing is, it is, it is almost. Why don't I know how old I am? Like I remember my age. It is disgusting how young I was when I saw this. Yeah, I, Disgu- I had to be seven or eight. How six, did you seven or process eight. it? I didn't know. I just honestly, I just knew, like. I liked what I was looking at, and yeah. I was like, my body was doing things. And I just never. I remember. My, I remember my mom might have caught me watching a later episode and <sighs> saying, episode. and I never forget it. I never forget it. She was like, "May I, t- I cut the channel off?" And she's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Nothing." She's like, "Boy, don't touch your skin, or it's bad luck." Because I think she saw me. Like, <laughs> it's bad luck. You're a skin. I remember it very vividly. I remember it very vividly. What if I got an itch? Like, it's bad luck. I remember, I remember oh, I it so watch. vividly. So I was like, in my mind, as an adult, as I started knowing what things are, I was like, oh man, you can't masturbate. Masturbating is bad luck. I remember, I remember, like, so yeah. fun I remember like, you can't masturbate. It's bad luck. I don't, bad remember, luck. I don't remember. I know that I was exposed to like stuff like that and like actual porn very, when I was very small. Uh, Where did you get porn? We had, we had my cousin. That? My co- like in a typical like my cousin was like this tape. He had the Spice Channel. He had the Spice <laughs> Channel. Know, he had, Ooh, he Spice had, like, Channel. He had like a tape. It he had was a VHS. Uh, VHS that he, he got from. A, he had to rewind that joint. Yeah. He and, tracked it. And he, was, <laughs> he tracked the it. Tracking. Oh no! Uh, oh, man. Uh, but 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 this but the earliest thing that I actually remember seeing was not was not sex or or porn. But I remember being very uh, turned on by the "I'm Your Baby Tonight" music video. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> James, Just, I, you're I, the worst. Dude. I know, I know. It's it's horrible. But I I have this memory of like of like funny. watching "I'm Your Baby Tonight" and being like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I got all these th- pastel colors and like uh, blown out hair and I'm like yes that's wrong that's a disgrace to R&B that you're doing that's not what that was meant for yo this is worse than your Wait. basketball audition bro <laughs> I remember watching Red Shoe Diaries and you can google this and one of the actresses one day was Aunt Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch she oh word no oh, Wait, yeah, now, this was the it. same program that he was watching yeah yeah, watching. yeah. It must that's have been the first series. time you no no I don't, I don't remember the first time I remember being or, young and remember seeing like it's one of the first memories that you of sexual stuff I guess so or I just remember that being like a traumatizing thing because I was like oh no why is Aunt Zelda doing oh, oh you, so you, you saw Sabrina it. and then you saw Aunt Zelda oh, yeah I didn't see it backwards I saw Sabrina and Teenage Witch first oh, and then I saw snap. Aunt same Zelda with, in a same core. with Red Shoe Diaries for me like I knew Mulder I knew Mulder right. you know and I was like what is Mulder. why is Mulder uh, David Duchovny David Duchovny David Duchovny yeah he was that whole section James mentioned that in the beginning but he was he was the guy like either reading the Red Shoe Diaries or like he was narrating it. Yeah. Uh, oh, but he wasn't. No, like, he wasn't uh, doing it. But I, but I, I didn't know it pre X Files. I knew it. I remember the first time I successfully masturbated. 
Like I know no. what it was to. It was to um, it was to Miss Kitty from WWF. She yeah. was one of the divas. Oh, oh wow. the divas! Yeah. yeah. I remember the Divas. I remember China. Sable. Oh, Sable. China. Sable. Sable was the one that I. Sable, Sable was, the one. was the one. I remember Sunny. Mm, Sunny. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. Like I, I have a foggy memory. Can all of them? Of like going over <laughs> my friend. Uh, let me not add him because Alvin, from like ten years old, <laughs> John about to put his whole name on right. <laughs> my friend's house and like being in his basement and like. I forgot if uh, I forgot if somebody else if there was like a sleepover there, like two other if like somebody else was there, but he was like I think it was like a HBO or something like. Well, he might have had the Spice Channel. Some people had the Spice Channel, man. See, me and my friends didn't have Spice Channel, but we would take turns going to each other's house because back then, if you didn't have a channel on cable, it'd be scrambled. It wouldn't say please call and order this channel. So we'd wait because in between the scrambling, it would it would freeze sometimes, and you see like a boob. Right. I, I do remember that. the scram. <laughs> I remember we had scrambled because mm. when we by the time we got a basic cable, like. Uh, sorry, we, we didn't have basic cable. We had um, the antenna, <laughs> oh, and you and and then when you had the antenna, you could only have the basic channels. But then, like there were those like in between channels mm-hmm. that were like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. if you like moved a little bit, you I could like those. hear it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I would like, I literally would like be like right, like the TV <laughs> was right here. And like I would have the volume super low because the TV was in the living room and my parents' room is upstairs. And like I would put the volume down like all the way low, and then I would just like (laughs) be like here (laughs) and like looking, and then every and then like it was an old house, so I'd just be looking, and then I hear and I turn the TV off and I run (laughs) to my room, and then I come back and then I turn it on and I just be like here. But it was it was like oh man, it it was twisted. I mean, you think about it was not healthy. No, I know it's not a healthy way of learning about this. No, but the thing is, is like I feel like everyone had that same experience. It's always when you're young and you don't know what. I don't know what it is. I know. All all I knew is that I was standing there in the darkness with the glow of this TV screen and moonlight. I hate God hitting me. I, he we does can't. Exactly. <laughs> That was the worst That's the shadow This is how he, <laughs> he segues to start of oh. the show it always- Alright Nick let's start the show <laughs> Oh my Jonathan Raylock James the third Drum Milligan What more can I say You know what it is Black men can jump Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Uh, this is cooking something. I don't know oh, interesting. <laughs> what, are you, what are you cooking? I'm cooking. Uh, Did you just put butter on the pants? I put butter on the pan. Mm-hmm. And what is now that it's like. Cooking. Eat that pan, bro. What was he cooking at the end of. <laughs> Yeah, what was he cooking? That's what I'm trying. I don't think he was cooking. <laughs> Cuban, right? cooking I'm Jonathan Braylock. I'm Gerard Milligan. James the Third. We have a special guest. Yes, we do. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You get the special. You get the special. This right. is the chef special. The special that's given to every single guest. I mean, but, it, <laughs> but it's the special though. Okay. I don't know what that was. Nobody does. Raymond Cordova is here. Wait, man, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do blah, 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 and you were supposed to hit the, hit the name. Okay. All right, wait, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Right. I, oh, He's, I'm the one who ruined it. You can get it up. You can get it up. You can get it up. The All right. Melting. And for our special guest, 
Ray Cordova, everybody. Man, but you got a pause in there, man. You know what? I can take that. No, all right. No, Ray. No, Ray James. Cook it up in the kitchen. Okay. Butter sizzling. stuttering. Ray Cordova. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. It is an honor to be here. And to be introduced by whatever that was. <laughs> that was Ray. drum rolls. It was drum rolls. Ray of Astronomy Club. Fame? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fame? One yeah, of the teammates out here? Uh, I mean, those were African drums, man. Okay. Yeah, those they were African, African drums. Those are African drums. Do you hear the flare? I've apparently never heard African drums. <laughs> no, nah, man. A lot of people haven't heard them. That's why I don't think people don't get it. Because they're like, sense. if you ain't been to Africa, then you don't know about the drums for real. Uh, All right. Uh, Today we're reviewing the film Moonlight. Yes, we're doing it, y'all. We're doing Moonlight. Uh, It is a a good one. Woo, guys, we've been trying to do this for so long. Let's do it. We've been trying to do it for a minute. I'm pumped. Uh, (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Draw hype. Man, I just realized I. Are I, you looking up the facts for this I thing? I lost the uh, the director's name. Barry. Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins. There we go. Directed by Barry Jenkins. Lovely gentleman. Uh, so, oh, you're starting to a couple people. Met him, Ray? Like for two seconds at a Q&A. The most mm. notable actor, I think, is uh, Marshall Ali. Marshall. Most, uh, most notable? I mean, there are a handful. Marshall Ali. Um, I think the most notable probably would be um, Naomi, Naomi Harris. Harris. Naomi Harris, yeah. Well, I guess Andre he is, Holland is is a notable, you know, Janelle Monae. He, he's not. Honestly, he's Janelle not. It was so funny because Andre Holland. It sucks that I know where he lives because it sounds very stalkery. But he <laughs> lives near UCB East because when we used to do shows there, I used to see him on a continuous basis. But he could have also been in a play in the area in in Lower East Side. Yeah, yeah. New York Theater Workshop is down there. Oh, I don't know that. Maybe or cool. he lives. I mean, we don't know. Janelle Monae. <laughs> Janelle Monae. How do you pronounce um Marsh Marsha how do you say it? Marshall? I think it's Marshala. Uh, Marsh Marshala. I think it's Marshala. Yeah, with it, but I think it's Marshala. 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 Like, Marshala, like, like, like we gotta acknowledge the fact that there's a lot. I mean it's Remy. It's the Remy from House of Cards. Yes. Remy from it's, House of Cards. Uh, it's what's it what's old dude from um And he's from and he's in Luke Cage. From Luke Cage, what's his name in Luke Cage again? Um he was my favorite part of Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, he has Remy from House of Cards was your favorite part of Luke Cage. Oh we can't. <laughs> His uh, name is Cottonmouth. I'm calling oh, yeah, Cottonmouth. 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 That, was his, Cottonmouth. that was the name of that. I mean, which one do we go with? Do we go with Remy or Cottonmouth? I like Cottonmouth. I'm going to go with Cottonmouth because that's what I know. No, Remy. Remy is the... Cards. You know what? I do like... I'm going to go with like Juan Remy. and stay on topic. Oh! oh. No, I'm going with Remy. I usually argue that we have to say his <laughs> name, but because we struggled on saying his name correctly, I'm going to go with a character. Uh, so the kids... Uh, well, okay. I IMDb. I hate how they just do their thing. Yeah. All I okay. I see Ashton Sanders first. He played the teenager, mm-hmm. but he was actually the first one cast. Oh, was okay. he? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that was. I don't know why. It just that's a fact. I mean, it's like I I kind of see that role as like a big. It's well, like the cog, right in the right. middle. In the middle, that like. Changes the most. Yeah, I think all the roles are important, but that yeah, high school age. Yeah. The, I, oh, yeah. the, the thing is, when I, at least when I watched it, the middle one, the middle age is the one that like got me the most. I feel like he had the most stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. Now, who is the boy? I can't find it on IMDb. I don't know why. Uh, what the heck is you mean? Boy? You can't find the little black boy who um played played the character? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what well, what was his name? Because when he was older, he was just called Black. Black when and he was that's a little Trav- when he was younger. That's Trevante Rhodes. And then and then uh, 
Yeah, little. It was little when he was. It was little. Okay, that's what I have to look for. Maybe his picture's not here. That's why I can't see it. Yeah, uh, this is a great start to this. <laughs> yeah, his that his picture isn't here. It's Alex R. Hibbert. Alex oh. Hibbert. Mm. Dope. Nah. But he's on the poster. Oh, oh three R. They split it. Oh, oh, is that what that is? So it's like it's the younger one, it's the middle aged, and it's the older one. Oh, that's, that's really eyes. cool. That's really because cool. it's the eyes. It's a. It's a. I literally poster. never noticed that. This is such a dope poster. I'm like, it's all three of them. Mm. Also, fun fact: the three actors never met until after production. Really? Oh, oh that's right. right cause well, well, why would they? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The director that's did it on purpose, but what for? What purpose? He didn't want anyone to like rub off on each other, or mm-hmm. like you know, taking else's performance in to affect their own. He wanted everyone to have their own separate thing and still pull the same thing from them. That's right. Because the story uh, is about amazing. him, right? The story is about the. It's a combination loosely. of his life, loosely based on his life, and the, it's a play. The playwrights, yeah. uh, the playwright didn't. Uh, yeah. He helped write the film version, but he didn't write it on his own. So it's a combination of both their lives. Uh, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the story is of a, a a young black boy, and then we see him in three different iterations of his life. So it's kind of told in three chapters. Uh, the first is when he is a like I guess like seven or eight years yeah, old, he's right? A child. Yeah, about that. Um, and he lives uh, where in uh, it's in Florida. Where? No, at first, at first, I think he's in Detroit, and then he moves to Florida later in life, right? No, I think it's always, always, in, Florida. He's always, he's always in, Florida. in Florida. I didn't track. Yeah, didn't it's track definitely that. always in Florida because oh, I think it was important to the director and the and the uh, playwright. That makes sense. It looks though. like Miami. It's Miami. That makes sense. I'm gonna um, assume Dade County. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't really about this, but eventually, the this his sexuality like is it's it's an exploration of his sexuality, right? He is also dealing with a mother who. Uh, is a drug user, a uh, crack addict. And uh, the fact that he has no father in his life, but um, a father figure comes kind of comes into his life. Uh, and then you have the second act, which is him as a teenager, mm-hmm. f- experiencing his first like homosexual experience and his first sexual experience, really, period. Um, and then you have him as an adult, uh, well, at least as a young Man, yeah, and uh, completely, he's kind of completely changed the outlook of his life in order to feel some semblance of control. Um, but harkens back to this same kind of like uh, boy that he once loved, the only boy that he ever had any romantic feelings with, and we kind of see just a, a scene. It's so it's very simple. Yeah. It's a very simple story. It's almost like, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I remember watching it, it felt like almost an extended short film. Does yeah. that make sense? Because it oh, was definitely. like, or, yeah, like three short films. Or three, films. Yeah, like, yeah, three yeah, short it was films. Like, mm-hmm. So I remember watching it and being like, you know what? Okay. Like, I like that it just ended how it did. I remember the theory I was in, people were like, oh, that's it? And I was like, that's the greatest feeling you probably can get is like having people like, Want more of the film? Yeah, thing, right. You know? Like that's a good point. It was like when I I was definitely the only black dude when I saw it. Really? I was yeah. The only black guy in there. Should we talk about for like? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, just the to get this out of the way. Like it was. I think it was made for like something like five million dollars. So far, it's made like six point eight. Like it's it's been increasing in the box office every week. It's been doing really well. It's like opening up. It's and I think it will get garner a lot of Oscar attention. It's already yeah, getting maybe. like kind of these independent film awards and stuff like that. And how, how, when was it released? 
It was released in October. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's in a lot of theaters right now, at least in, in New yeah, York. Yeah, it's, it's expanded. In like a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. I think last, well, as of this recording, not when this comes out, but as of this recording, like, it was released into, like, I think it's now in, like, 600 theaters. Like, That's started awesome. in, like, 12. That's yeah. awesome. That's a huge word of mouth well. success. Yes. Yeah, because the thing is, like, this is already, like, when you check out, like, Vulture and Variety's, like, Oscar buzz list, like, the director's on there, and so is um, the film as itself for, like, Best Picture. So right. it's like, and, you know, the Oscars always do, like, those smaller films. So it'll probably be, depending on if they allow 10 or 6 this year. It has a chance to get in one of those slots. It'll be between this and La La Land to me for like the small art film that gets in. Yeah, it has like a ninety ninety eight percent Rotten Tomatoes right now. So yeah, let's go. Let's do like first impressions. First we'll go. Uh, you will go right. I'm sure. First impressions, just the movie as a whole. Yeah, like yeah. how your your experience of like what it. Yeah. So I'll say this: It's funny that Gerard mentioned people wanting more in his theater because I felt like. When I saw it, people were like satisfied, but I wanted more. And I think that um, part of the success is they do give just enough. I think, you know, the country's still changing. And I think they gave like an acceptable glance into what that life is like. And I think, you know, me being a gay, gay black man, I remember watching it and feeling like, oh, that's it. Because it's like, there's just so much, like, that's like the tip of the iceberg. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they literally, that could have been like a trilogy if you were going to show, like, even more in-depth stuff about it. So I just remember wanting more, but I thought it was a good job at giving a glimpse into it. Yeah. For me, um, I was, I guess I was, like, just blown away by the acting. Mm -hmm. I have to say, uh, I haven't seen, I guess, like, these kinds of films come around, like, at this time of year. So, like... It's so this summer I just seen so many blockbusters and stuff like that. Like I kind of like forget about the art of acting, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like I was watching this film and I was like, it's super impressive to me that those three actors never met because I felt like there was a hundred percent this like spirit that lived inside them. And the eyes were definitely like they had a striking resemblance in those eyes. And I know that's what the director wanted and it worked. But there was the manner, even the mannerisms and the way that they were quiet and the way that they, even like the last, you know, iteration when he's black and he's like a gangster and he is like buffed up and like made himself hard. There was still this softness mm-hmm. inside of him that like mm-hmm. never left. Um, and I was just kind of blown away by that and the simpleness of the story. And it was just like, it's just so interesting to hear like or just to like live kind of like i know it's only a glimpse of this person's life and like people you know who live whatever a similar life like but it feels like oh i'm like sitting down with like someone and they're like telling me about their who they are you know what i mean um yeah uh i i wasn't like blown away by the writing necessarily i thought like you know, the story itself, like, at, at times, like, didn't feel like I didn't exactly understand. Like, it wasn't it wasn't super engaging. Um, and I thought some more character development could have been done to like some of the other ones. But like outside of that, like it was a very, very good movie. The cinematography, the directing was so awesome. The acting was so great. And yeah, I I really, really I really loved it. Uh, I'll go. 
Um, it's so funny. My friend Dave had told me this summer about this film, and I was like, I ain't about to see that. It's just another hood movie. I don't care what the fuck they do. <laughs> I ain't about to see another hood movie. I remember saying, I remember being adamant about it. Like, I'm not about to watch. It. I remember watching the trailer, being like, Tuh. like I said that, like early on. But it's like, but watching this movie, it was so interesting because one, I was the only black person in there, and it was a sold out theater in New York. Oh wow! So. The fact that it was like sold out theater, it was white people of all ages. Like it was just so interesting to me. Like I looked over, people were like crying. And what this movie did is it did two things to me. I mean, I grew up like in a bad area and like you didn't talk about homosexuality. Like you didn't even talk about black men exploring like anything but being tough, getting money, having sex with women. Like that was it. And as a matter of fact, you placed this kid this black kid who from a young age like is dealing with these issues that like it's not even an issue you know this kid's just trying to discover who he is and I'm the whole time I was watching this movie I was watching it but then also John I agree with you a little bit about the dialogue and the script but for some reason I found that more powerful that it felt like there wasn't talking in this movie to me right. which I didn't mind because anytime you heard something it was like someone saying something that was very disparaging toward the lead which stuck with him throughout the movie and then it would be like whether it's his mother or whether it's one of the kids or whether something positive that uh, I forgot what the drug dealer's name was said Juan. to him. What was his name? Juan. Juan. And it was like it, it was just so interesting to me because I just felt so moved by this movie because it just made me think of like childhood. It made me think of like I remember thinking when I was growing up uh, and this is going to sound real dumb I guess. But I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking because I didn't know what was what and I remember like I used to think that I was gay because women girls didn't like me but I could recognize when a guy was handsome. I'd be like, oh man, this dude's handsome. And like yeah. the dudes around the way were super nice to me, but no, like girls did not, like girls did not talk to me. I'm talking about like to an extent where uh, I feel like one of my, <laughs> one of my neighbors questioned how often I hung around like the older dudes because I never had, I was never the dude chasing like the little girls in the area because yeah. they just didn't rock with me. And I was like, oh, maybe that's, maybe that's what it means to like be gay. Maybe it's like, oh, since women don't choose you, it's like, you got to go with the people who like you. You know what I'm saying? That's why I just... It means you have to go this. Well, I mean, because yeah. the thing is, like, yeah. it was just a good thing of, like, for instance, like, if it was a girl around me, she usually be talking about, like, if it was us in the room, she'd be like, oh, my goodness, John, he's so great, or, like, James. And that was, like, the extent of, like, my female interaction. Oh, wow. And it's, like, it hasn't changed since. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's how it is. All exactly the girls really talk about is, like, John and James. You know, what if that's like. how it was? It's just <laughs> yeah, like, hey, is... man, no females like you, so... Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's... Yeah. Like, oh, man. No, no, no I'm saying, but, like, it sounds so dumb, but it's, like, at, like, no, no, at, like okay, 9 yeah, or 10, like, I just... Right. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, that's all I knew. So I was like, this movie was impactful, man. It was great. Yeah, I, um... Uh, echo... I want to echo everybody's sentiments that the movie was like super powerful. I really liked uh, what you were saying, Ray, about like tip of the iceberg because it really felt like there was and and about things being unspoken because there was just a lot of just nothing shared. You know, there was a lot of like I'm not going to say this right now. I'm going right. to think it. We're going to feel it. It's going to be in the air, you know. And it really just felt like oh yeah, they don't they don't want to tell us everything. They want us to just look at this you know moment in life and then feel whatever it is that we feel about it and i thought that that was really cool and the whole and i and i went into this movie knowing uh knowing these things it was called moonlight uh the poster looked weird 
and uh, it has something to do with homosexuality. That's all I knew. Uh, so the whole time I'm watching it, I, I was going, uh, "Man, this feels like a Terrell Alvin McCraney play. Like this feels like mm. one of his plays." The ha. whole, like the whole time. And then at the end, when his name came up, I was like, "Oh, thank goodness!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was like this, uh, like a vindic- vindication moment for me. But uh, and I'm a big fan. Were of you his. like worried that they had they just stole? stole a no, but like, but it was just uh, like and seeing Andre Holland, who's done some of his plays, and like. It was just all this like, oh, this feels like that, which I'm, I, I like that kind of storytelling of like, here are little seeds, you know, and like you do what you will with these seeds, uh, put them, connect them however you, however you want to. Uh, I, I, I really liked it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything, uh, I, oh, you were talking about how, uh, the actor as an adult, uh, is like so hard but there's a softness to it i also just really loved his journey that that character that yeah. uh, version of him because like when he first appears you're like oh wow like it's like yeah. you, you are very different than what we very last saw yeah and then like the cracks just like slowly start to to reveal themselves you know the phone call happens and it's like boom, you know uh and that and the way that his softness became more and more apparent throughout that like that 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 innocence that he had uh uh was i thought that that was really beautiful um so yeah i really i really enjoyed it can i say one thing i didn't like of course like why kevin didn't look the same kevin yo those three kids i I saw those three dudes look so drastically different i saw this with um i saw this with uh uh um uh, michelle thomas who, who we all know um and she was like yo Yo, my man. <laughs> when, when, Andre, when Andre Holland showed up, she was just like, "Yo, that is, that's not what Kevin looks like." like Yo, my yeah. man, that's it's, not it. It's my man went from being like black and Puerto Rican, maybe, <laughs> to like just like I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna let this slide," but bruh, but bruh, yeah. I, I all right. And then one more thing, I didn't. This was the thing that I that I forgot to say. I loved the opening uh, sequence when it's just like circling the the the. Uh, Street, you know where the where the camera movement is just like going around and around the drug the drug deal. You guys, okay. Well, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> the, o- the opening moment of like it literally didn't register for any of us. Well, I just saw <laughs> but, it today, but though. someone listening is like, it's like yes, yes. yes. And that was that's my favorite. The, I, I, I just thought it looked so cool, and the, and it set, and it and it made me feel because I didn't know because I was oh, the movie knowing he was, nothing. Okay, I know what you're about. Um, uh, like I was like, oh, is someone about to get shot? Like what? Is this the like, beginning of the movie? Yeah, the it's very the beginning. beginning of, it's, it's when he gets out the car. The very beginning of the and movie. And he's like, yeah, it's like uh, get, when Marshall Ali gets out of the car and who? walks up. My, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Cottonmouth. When Cottonmouth gets out the car, <laughs> and he, uh, and he and he walks up, and he and he like is talking to the drug dealer, and is like, you know, oh, it's just, I, uh, that thought. That okay. moment, oh, that was really, oh, yeah, yeah. Well. I thought that moment was really cool. Okay, yeah, that's it for mine. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's go through this. Right. Like the yeah. the first act is called Little. Um, yeah. I mean, is that the first thing that we see? Do we see him first? We see him first, and each time we see. We see who he is, and then a title comes up, and it's like look. right, and then it's it's him like running from the bullies, yeah, like yeah playing like on the, the football bullies. field or whatever. Yeah, man, and that the thing that sucks about that is just like, you know, it, it's interesting because these kids are already calling him names. Like, and how old is he? Like eight, maybe. 
Uh, like is yeah. he even eight? Like seven? Or eight? He's around there. And the thing is, like, he is smaller than like all those other kids. Yeah, yeah. he's smaller. You're like, yeah, man, you are little, which I can relate to. I was short. I was this. I was like I the was smallest. Short too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting because I'm like, you think about like kids that he's dealing with at that time, and they're already calling him certain derogatory terms, and it's like, this kid is like seven to eight years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. The 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 joy and the the the, the issues that. These kids are projecting on him. They don't have to deal with, it. and they probably don't even know what those words mean. Well, exactly, I mean, let's know? be real. Like, I mean, especially when we were growing up, that those like terms of like you would just call somebody gay, yeah, just for any like it didn't matter if they were gay <laughs> yeah, or not. not. Right, that was Every, the go-to word. That was it the was. go-to yeah. word. Stop being gay. You're being gay. This is gay. Everything's yeah. gay. Like it literally yeah. was used as just like meaning stupid or dumb or lame, whatever. Yeah. What up? <laughs> Which is so, it's so fun. It's like, as a kid, you don't even realize how connected to hate that is, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's crazy. And the thing is, I mean, you get to think about like how often that happens at like playgrounds, right? And no one knows. The thing is, like, those kids don't know how to scar that other kid. Because, yeah, people say it so playfully without even knowing. And it's interesting, like, where is that learned from? Like, when I think about back in my school, it's like, Remember people? I remember people used to say stuff like that, and I'm like, "Where did it? Where did it come from?" I think it's the whole "boys will be boys," and it's like that'll make you tougher. Yeah, you know, it's all about like if I put you down and I'm better than you, or people see me putting you down, it's like I'm more of a man than you are. Mm. And then even the same account, it's like if I get made fun of, but I keep it pushing or I make fun back, it's like I'm tough. You know what I mean? And usually yeah. you see like there are times like when you say when you stand up to a bully, sometimes you and the bully become friends. Yeah. It's just weird things like it's like yeah you're man enough. It's now. a power you know dynamic, yeah. yeah. Like it feels like, um, chil- like children, kind of like <laughs> seek authority in a, in a weird way, and then also like try to take authority amongst themselves. It's very interesting when you see like a six year old interact with a four year old. They become and depending on what type of personality that six year old is, like they'll become either like very parental and like very like motherly or caring, like and I say that like as a gender neutral term, like mm-hmm. like they'll like look be looking after and like say, Do you like this? Do you want this? or whatever. Or they can be like very demanding and very like you follow me like I'm the boss and you're very bossy and like very like you go over there you do this we're gonna do this now you know but there's like this weird they understand that they have more power than this person that's younger and then like with the the kids that are all the same it's like one of the ways and especially boys but girls do do this too you know it's like name calling and putting putting people down and like beating people up like it was just like all right, we're gonna figure that out I mean yeah that's what I was I mean that's what I was thinking so like basically we see this kid they're like playing kind of they're playing they're not even playing at first they're chasing oh, they're first, chasing they're just like, chasing, first they're just like chasing that's the him. game is like yeah. them chasing him but I think that's the game period I think they chase each other but why are they banging on the door but though? he's like a small this this because it was just like oh you know here's this small kid we're going to terrorize him because like we're trying to show that we're more powerful and they chase him into this like abandoned like he's like in an old apartment then, yo yeah like, it's yeah. terrible man it's like syringes it's, yo wait and he doesn't want to leave which i think is like that he doesn't want to go home that whole <laughs> he doesn't want to leave he doesn't want to go home that that whole scene was just like so and we have 
at this point we have no, the only thing we know is those kids are chasing him but yeah. like he doesn't want to go home and we have no idea why and it's like so moving because he's just standing there and he's like not speaking and he's like I'm not late you know what I mean? it's, yeah. and they make sure you see him in the dark by himself while you hear the banging on the door yeah. scary like that it was so terrifying to me because I guess yeah I guess it was a game but in my mind I was like yo they're attacking this kid off break like this yeah. like because I guess I, right we're seeing I mean I, I like yeah. I was the kid that got beat up and I remember it yeah it felt like it was they the kids thought it was a game you know That's the kids nice. thought it was fun like it was never like this like it was never like uh we're all playing and now let's beat up on James you know what I mean like it wasn't like a regular occurrence but as a as the kid that was small and and runty and picked on it did there was there's this weird thing of like hey it's cool like uh, it's cool we're just beating the crap out of you it's yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> like calm oh, down it's just we're just having fun we're just having was fun was it because you like showed up to play basketball and like your your schedule uh, no, like, <laughs> 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 i had no control over my shit on my clothes my mom bought my clothes <laughs> um and then that's when uh that's when remy shows up remy aka cottonmouth cottonmouth <laughs> or juan <laughs> but, Marshala, but, ali Okay. Cottonmouth, fair. Let's Which go. is interesting because why was he? Because he he basically yeah, he shows up, kicks in the window to check out the place. But like, why was he? Why no, was he, I think I think, I think he, he saw stuff. The, he, oh, but I but I but it, it felt to me that like at the moment it was like he was just trying to get in to get what he at first, but then later he kind of says like some kids were chasing him and I, and I, and I, yeah, he's, and I, I, think, he so I think he saw him and that's why he oh. didn't even try the, the door. He just goes straight for the oh. window or tried the door and was like, Oh, I can't, but, but went for the window cause he needed yeah. to get the boy out. And so basically this begins this relationship between him and this boy little, uh, where, you know, little won't, won't speak. He, he he's like trying to get him to talk. Uh, he's like, "Where do you live? What's your name?" Little's just kind of looking at him, and so he's like, "Do you want to like come with me? Like we can drive and get something to eat." Uh, they go to get something to eat. He's eating, and he's just kind of like, "Couldn't talk to me now." He kind of still doesn't. Which is it's so I'm I I was trying to figure out like. Is this like the shyness that I felt when I was a kid? I did not like talking to adults at all. Like, I felt like, I don't know why. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can really even explain the shyness. I was just like, oh, adults are weird. (laughs) They, they can't, I can't relate to them, you know? Um, And like, if they're strangers, like, I really don't want, even though they were like, my parents' friends are like, like distant relatives that I have not seen before. Like those are the ones that I hated the most when they would come up to me. Like, and I was a kid and they'd be like, I knew you and you were in your mom's uh, belly. And I'd be like, I mean, I, feel I don't know now. you. I have no connection. To you. <laughs> still I know that what that is. It's <laughs> like, I don't know you. Please get away from me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to Thanksgiving to my, see my family. I'll see you guys. There. Uh, <laughs> I think too, I think when you're a kid, no matter how young you are, you know, this is pretty broad, but like, you know, winning from losing. And I think he knew, 
he wasn't a winner. You know what I mean? I think Mm -hmm. it's embarrassing. It hurts. And it's hard to talk about. Like, oh, what's wrong? What happened to you? No one wants to be like, oh, I got beat up. I always get beat up. I'm a loser. (laughs) Call me names. You know what I mean? I think he was was like in a bit of shock. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot. He had a, he probably always had bad days, but that was a really bad day. You know what I mean? Like, a lot happened, including someone breaking in to get you out of a, basically, like an abandoned motel. Yeah. And I, I found it, I found it odd that he just went with him, you know, like, yeah, well, we had no context for that. I would be shy. I'd be shy around the adult too, but like, not if I was like, yeah, I'll get in this car with you and yeah, go get stranger. food. Well, no, you know but I mean? no, but I think for to that extent, when he offered him food, and then you saw the next scene, and you saw how fast and how quick and how much he was eating. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like, when's the last time that kid ate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he maybe just needed. The he food. probably just wanted food. And the thing is, like, the guy even commented on, like, man, you don't say much, but he sure eats a lot. You know, like yeah, later right. on, because like the dude, literally, the next shot is him eating a another bunch meal. Of food. <laughs> like, like that's all he yeah, was doing. Yeah, they go to his place, right? He eats yeah. two well, I think, meals. I think it just shows like anything's better than my real life. Yeah, and the thing is, I think he says at that restaurant, um, "Do you want me to take you home?" And then he, he does. He does not. He doesn't even say yeah, no. Yeah, yet, she right? said no. I think he does say something, but I forgot what he it says was. his name at that point. Like oh, he says, yeah. he finally says his name. And at he, the at the house, though, no, he says. Wait, what does, does he? He not, does not say his. He doesn't name say his name at, at the. the house. Yeah, but he does say one thing when he's when he's eating. Right. What does he say? I don't think it's anything. But what I think happens, I is, do remember. Like what the, I think happens is he, he, pull, uh, pulls, he pulls the food, the food away, and then he just seems sad about super it. sad. Yeah, right. and oh, then and then kid. because of that, he's like, oh no, 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 he's like, man, All right, no. Man, and then he gives home. it back to him. But I don't think he actually speaks in that scene. Oh, you're right. He doesn't speak because he tells. He's like, my he girl's going to get you to speak. Yeah, my speak. girl's going to get you to speak. Right. And she's the first one that's... Yeah, that's right. First she's kind of mad that he brought home like this child. Seemingly. But then also, like, is very calm and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, almost immediately. Well, I think it's not like, you know, it's a shock. It's like, you just brought home just brought someone home that's like kidnapping me. Anything. You, you know? he, that is kidnapping. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he has no he has no control over the Right. Thing. Like... <laughs> I gotta say, I I... I loved this relationship. I didn't understand it at all. At, at all. I don't think I ever did. You didn't understand this relationship. I was kind of like, I, 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 like, under, I didn't understand why Marshall Ali's character, I didn't understand what, I, I, on, I could only assume that he was trying to give this little boy something. He saw himself in this little boy. Yeah. And that was, was like, so. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, it was never, I guess that's fine. I, no, I, I took I, it. I took it abundantly clear that's what it that's was. What exactly Only because he mentioned when he was younger, he came from Cuba and he didn't speak English. So the kids bullied him because he didn't speak English. Yeah. So I think the exact same things happened to him. He probably called like freak. Mm-hmm. And, know, that, and he didn't Hispanic have a father. Slurs, he didn't have father, you know what I mean? And he just remembers, he probably remembers being that little kid running from the other kids. And yeah. the thing is, this is one of those things I feel like sticks with you a little bit because it's like, I feel like you gravitate towards, as an adult now, I feel like I gravitate towards the kids oh, that yeah. are bullied, especially the ones without a dad and who are only childs. Like I feel like somehow out of nowhere, like if I'm tutoring a kid or something like that, those are the ones I automatically gravitate towards because it's like it's a connection that like you can't explain. Because like I know what you're probably going through. Yeah, you what you have may be worse than what I have, but it's like I can relate to some point of it. And the fact of like if you saw this kid get chased, and even if it was a game to see a bunch of people banging on it, I can't get over the fact that that banging. That bang to me was like so oh, no, it was extreme. Vicious, it was like so terrifying. Yeah. And then they were like throwing 
rocks at the windows. Yeah, and, like it was terrifying. Shoes. It was terrifying. One dude took his shoe off and threw it at the window. Like, like, oh my goodness, <laughs> man. And and the thing is, like, once he gets to that house with um, Janelle Monae's character, which is interesting in because like this is the first movie I've seen of Janelle Monae, and she has another one coming out um, this year. So it's. You know, I feel some kind of way about the, the the singers being actresses or whatever in movies. I think she does a great job. She does. She does. She does. And, and, she does. In, and in the Hidden Figures trailer, which is the first instance of acting I've seen of hers, yeah. I'm like, oh, the whole time I'm like, oh wait, who is this? And then Janelle the, Monae, I'm like, oh, like why didn't I recognize? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think she's. I think she's good at it. I, in my mind, it's just like you know, where's Tika Sumter? Like where's like where are like the people who have studied to be. Actors when these roles come about because because I'm saying that wasn't a big role but that is a role that like a young up and coming actress would have loved to like get a, sure. get their hands on um, but yeah she's super nice to that kid and I like this is great like and they yeah. didn't push him too hard either which I think is very important like I liked her being uh, I liked when she was showing her sweet side it, it it felt more natural to me just like. When I when she initially came in and was being like super angry or whatever, there was a part of me that was like, "You're overdoing this." Like, do not mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. like oh. the char- like not the character, like yeah. the actor. It didn't feel it, that way to me. To me, it felt. I was like, I was even expecting her to be more snappy. Okay, you know what I mean. Got like, it. To be, because he goes, "Hey, my girl's gonna really like." He sets it up like she's about to come out and like lay into the kid. Oh, I thought she was gonna come out and be super nice. That's what I was thinking. And then, yeah, and then but then she was just kind of like talk, you know, or whatever. It's right. funny. Yeah. I took it as like my girls don't get you to talk. I took it because she was pretty. Like I figured he thought yeah, like, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's 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 a pretty girl make a little boy talk. You right. Know what yeah. I mean? And like, then that was the moment that I had after she wasn't snappy. I was like, oh, he just means. She was nice and she was pretty. Yeah, and then, right. yeah, and then you have to give him that one point where he's like, "Oh, your boyfriend's here." You know, right. that is a good point. It's like, you, like, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens? So they, so they get him down to the table. They, she makes him another. Yeah, they food. They eat her. She, he finally like says, you know, his name and and where he lives. They, he, they ask, like, do you want to go home now? He says no. And uh, did he spend the night? And yeah, the night. Oh, that's so weird. She, she, she says, she spend says, you can stay here. Right. And then they take him the next day. And then they take him the next day. Yes. And then, you know, Remy uh, brings him back the AKA next day. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so they go. So he brings him back the next day. And the mom. And this is the first time we're seeing yes, his Naomi mother. Harris. Naomi Harris. Just ungrateful. Spectra. Huh? You trying to think of a big movie she was in? Yeah. What else is she, she was in? The, the, I remember my first time Spectre. I ever seeing her was in um, 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. It's the first movie I ever saw. 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later. Not 28 weeks. 28 weeks is the weeks sequel. Weeks is the sequel. Weeks Wait, 28 sequel. days later. It was the original. days later. It she was, was her, the main, Chilean Murphy. No. She was the main person. No. She was like, it was, was Chilean she, Murphy, and then it was her. And then she her, was, yeah, yeah. She was, oh, like, I, was oh. like, I was like, Killian Murphy is who I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, she was the main woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, she was the main snap. one. And then Idris was one of the uh, one of the leads of the sequel. <laughs> he wasn't the lead because people don't respect Idris yet, but he's getting there. They still don't. He's the man. Um, yet? Well, like, he hasn't been leading his own movies yet, is my point. Oh, but I think... I feel like he will. I mean, people would definitely respect Luther, baby. I think he's there now. I think next year he'll be in a lot of stuff. Yeah, next year I think so. Yeah, that dark tower. Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped, and funding for new projects is tough to come by. 
There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood the Sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women or people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited-run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the sequel for free at laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel. Hey everyone, it's Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno from the wonderful Sex in the City podcast. Couldn't help but wonder. We analyze the show, you might have heard of it, Sex in the City, through the lens of our own very messy lives. And wait, we're not messy, are we? I mean, I'm definitely messy. Okay, yeah, no, we are. We started this podcast because we are ginormous fans of Sex in the City. It has changed culture. Every show you like now basically started with Sex in the City, but it hasn't aged well in all areas. There are parts that really hold up and parts not so much. So we talk about the show, but we also bring the show into 2020 and we analyze it with this modern lens. So please check out and subscribe to Couldn't Help But Wonder only on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. And also you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at chbwpod. The world is hard. Don't think of us as a guilty pleasure. Think of us as a consummate pleasure, a tingle for your toes that goes into a full body eargasm. New episodes every Tuesday coming at ya. So right off the bat, Naomi Harris is, is just like... Just rude. Just rude. She, yeah. Grateful. But seemingly, but, it, like, it's like the worriedness of her of being like, I was worried about you. There was like a part of me that was like, were you? Like, she didn't call yeah. the cops. Yeah, she didn't call the cops, and we obviously know why. Cause yeah, she, well, right, but right. she was mad at her son, but it didn't. It wasn't like a relief and a madness at the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which makes sense, like a, a relief and anger, like angry because you were worried, but like a relief that your son is okay. Yeah, it seemed more just like an anger. Yeah, yeah. Um, which and part of me nurse. was even thinking, like, are yeah. you angry that he came back? Like, yeah, I legitimately she's in a nurse thought costume that too. So she's like. So like she seems like she's has an important gig. Yeah. And it's oh, interesting. Man, I did not. She has on a nurse. She has that. scrubs on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has scrubs on. That's but. something that I really want to talk about, which is um I think people just have stereotypes of drug addicts in their mind. So you mm-hmm. think crackhead, you think, you know, falling asleep, about to tip over in dirty clothes, homeless, you know, yeah. Holly Berry and jungle fever. But there are so many functioning addicts. Mm-hmm. You also even think like, oh, if it's crack, that's it. There's functioning crack addicts. I think that's a really big thing because like that makes it even harder because it's like, here you have this person who's a professional in her job and maybe the community and really no one knows what's going on except for this little boy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he's in this nightmare basically. Yeah. That's a the, great yeah. point. I, it, yeah. I just wanted to say like, Naomi Harris didn't want to do the film because she didn't want to portray 
because this is a you know a stereotype mm-hmm. right like the idea of like oh there's this black woman on crack you know what i mean like and it was a stereotype that she didn't want to portray but after talking to the director one because of the director and the player uh what's his name terrell av mccraney yeah he they both had mothers who were addicted to drugs and they were like this is like reality like we're we're doing this with um concern and care but we have to portray a real thing that's happening yeah uh our real experience and that's what happens when you have people who have real Mm -hmm. experiences and not somebody taking a stereotype and thinking they know about it but they really don't because they've never actually involved themselves with it Mm -hmm. and and so yes it there is a stereotype in this film but it's a real person like uh with real depth and like yeah colors and i thought and that's that was the thing that stood out so much for me about her is that like she because even when we first see her there is all of that stuff that's really weird about that first interaction yeah uh but it's not like you know she doesn't start where she is in in the second segment. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, like she starts in a different place in, in her life. So like we, we, you know, we're like something's off about this woman, but it's not uh, immediately drugs. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. whoa, it's just, this feels weird. And, 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 and it, it gradually reveals itself. And I think that, and I thought that that was like, great. I thought that was an, an amazing thing about yeah, the movie. You know, it might not even be that weird now that I'm thinking about it. First off, I just read that uh, the roundtable, the Hollywood Reporter roundtable with um, Naomi Harris in it. Three days. She did all of her stuff. Oh, in yeah. She three days. Wow. Three days. Wow. Um, which is insane. She went through 20 years of life in three days. But it's so interesting because oh, man. now we're talking about she is very aggressive in this first scene. But if you think about it, even without knowing what we're going to know eventually, she's a single mom in the projects and her son did not come home. And it's like, he's old enough to know better. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I'm not saying it's okay for her to be aggressive, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, that is where that aggression could have come from. It's like, yo, like, my mom would yell at me, but what the hell are you doing right now? Like, because if you're the man of the house, even if you're seven, you are the man of the house. Mm-hmm. And you live a hard life because you grew up a little bit differently if you're from the hood. It's like, yeah. you grew up dealing with the neighborhood. You grew up dealing with, like, Honestly, the cops. She grew up dealing with like so much. So like this kid at seven should have known to call. Because I think she even says that. Yeah. Why didn't you just call? So she probably treated him like an adult as a kid. Ooh, man. This movie. a lot. Man, there's so much happening in this thing. Um, 100%. Is the next scene then him playing soccer again? With, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then meeting. And then this is kind of where we like meet Kevin for the first time. And Kevin's this little boy. And they and like um, Little and Kevin are... Or they kind of like go off to the side and or, or or sorry little starts leaving and kevin like kind of runs up and he's like hey man where are you going uh you know you shouldn't let the pick on you like you should just fight you got to fight back like that's what you have to do um uh and uh and they kind of get into this like little wrestling match mm-hmm. um which is like I get. I mean, it's funny. I wonder if I if I didn't know that this film was about homosexuality, that I would have even thought about that yeah. being homoerotic. Obviously, I did just because I knew. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like the 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 reality is like young boys do things that 
adults would project homoeroticism on all the time yeah. like sleepovers yeah. and like pl- like play like playing like yeah, rough and it, yeah. those kind of things and then even like a scene that we've seen later where they're like all like showing each other <laughs> their penises yeah. like um <laughs> that's so interesting too. yeah which by the way that's I never that never I never did that. yeah no I know I I, I, I never I, did that I like I, I turned it I watched this with Tesla and I was like I was like just so you know <laughs> that never happened. Yeah, no, I leaned I leaned over to Michelle and I and I said the same thing, but only because <laughs> but I, and I felt the need to say it only because I feel like that is a thing that I have heard before. Right. You know that like, you know, boys will sit around and be like and compare and because and I felt the need to express it because I was like, well, it's happening in this movie, so this is someone's life experience. But I had never experienced it. You know it. the funny thing is like I don't think I've ever like I, it's weird it's never happened, but I definitely uh, remember like friends like comparing a penis to like different things and be like, "Yo, man, imagine my shit. It was a can. It was like or something like that." I, I remember. I remember like people would just do dumb stuff. Like I remember even in even in high school, I've had friends who like I've seen naked because they just didn't care. Like yeah. it's just like they just didn't care. That's just, different, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was like, that's been, like what I mean. But but the thing is like to see kids sitting around like comparing things like in that way that's not shocking to me for some reason because it is so innocent that it's not even about like like even measuring penis penises growing up or whatever it's like it was never a thing of like oh this could be considered gay or whatever it's like yo like my shit's getting big how big is yours yeah like, it, it was, was like, curiosity as yeah. far as like oh our bodies are changing yeah and I think it's the same thing with you know, I think I remember even being like with my friends. I remember a big thing being like, "What size is your shoe now? What size is your shoe now?" I remember that being a big thing between me and yeah, my friends. Yeah, I remember and that. Was like, you, your shoe's a size seven. Oh, I'm, I'm a size nine. It's like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And it meant nothing, but we yeah. were just like trying yeah. to outdo each other. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember. I remember I learned that from a girl. Where she was like, "Yo, which McCullough got a size ten? And I was like, "What does that mean?" I mean, it means it means. I was like, <laughs> like what, are, what are you saying? Are you, I remember like not knowing anything. It means it means it means. It means. Now, <laughs> my question is: Do we think that did little feel anything towards Kevin like that he felt was different? Uh, wh- that was more than just like, oh, this is the first person who is my friend. Did he even understand the concept of what a romantic relationship could be? You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to, like, I know for myself, like, liking, I, I, I definitely liked girls when I was a little kid. Like, mm. even at, like, I think I would, like, when I was in fourth grade, I remember liking a girl uh, in my class. But, like, one of the reasons I liked her was because we had the same birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was so arbitrary. I think that speaks to. I think, I think that's it. I think you find arbitrary things about people you like when you're a child. Because I, I don't. I don't remember ever having any type of sexual feelings or thoughts yeah. when I was like in the single digits. Even yeah. ten, I didn't know any. I didn't even think about that kind of stuff. Right. And I think it's like you said. That was Kevin was the first person to show him kindness. And I even think in that particular scene, it was like Kevin was hurt. And I yeah. think it was like. Here it is, I'm running from these kids afraid to get hurt and I'm being terrorized. And here's this kid who got hurt by them, took time out to see how I am and try and teach me how to take care of myself. And I think he was just concerned like his friend got hurt. It was a little, a bit of an awkward moment because Kevin even goes, you know, you're weird or something like that. Yeah, he does make, yeah, he's like, man, just, yeah, because he's like, yeah, you're weird. You just got to be tough. Right. It was super helpful, but it's like, I don't know if he thought it was like a relationship moment. I think it was like, yeah, like Ray said, it's like, I remember the girls I liked 
were the girls who were nice to me. Like, I mean, I could, right. I could distinctly yeah. tell you every single girl who was nice to me, and I'm pretty sure I had a crush on all of them, just because yeah. they were nice. Right. <laughs> right. It was like, if you put in some type of effort of like, oh, they make a fun of you today? Yeah. And like, they just sat down for two seconds. That was it. That was right, like, right. Yeah. love of my life. Yeah, I, I was mean, in like, love. <laughs> like that, I, just to take it back to the, the tussle moment specifically, it's like, is, is, I feel like so much happened in the tussle, you know, like storytelling wise. Oh, yeah. And then also just, I think for little, you know, like I think there's the chance that he felt something in the tussle, you know, mm. um, uh, you know, but it's not, obviously it's not spoken. They don't, they don't say, but that's something that I took away from it. Like, I feel like the tussle is all those things. It's like, he's, he's helping him. He's caring for him. You know, maybe he felt something, um, uh, and also, it's a private moment between him and Kevin, which they they have later. You know what I mean? Like a uh, a moment where Kevin reaches out to him in a way that he doesn't when he's around the other kid. You know, right? Uh, which we which seems to be a character trait of his. You know, uh, uh, yeah. So I do. I mean, I think maybe yes is my answer. Huh. So it goes from it goes from the tussle, and then doesn't he go back to? Remy, aka Cottonmouth's house, after the scene, like he's just like there at the house waiting for him. Yeah, just to like, oh, yeah, to like speed things along a little bit. They There's so much. Well, the thing that I well, the thing that I feel like was most significant was, um, one like I forget exactly what the context of this was, but I remember little saying like I hate my, I hate my mom. Or something like I think it's this I think it's this trip because I feel like he goes to the house, they bring him in again, they feed him again, and he isn't this when he when he asked them what the I Oh what is gay me? Is oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the F word. Uh-huh. He yeah. says he says I like what he says though. Yeah, like he said the F word. Uh-huh. And it's like what that that moment to me was like that is a moment I could tell you one of the first moments everyone in my theater started crying. Mm-hmm. Cause like it was this little kid, and even the acting in the scene was just like to me, it was such a real moment for, by all three people. Janelle Monet, Remy, a.k.a. Cottonmouth, and this young kid. Because the thing is, like, this kid is taking this moment, right? And it's such a powerful statement when he says it. But, like, Remy, who is a drug dealer? Like, who is a legit crack dealer? Here's this, takes a moment, and then has to figure out what to say to this kid. And the thing is, he doesn't, he almost doesn't say the right thing. If he, he looks up to Janelle Monae's character and she's like kind of giving him cues on like what to say, don't say that. Like he's doing like the nod thing. So it's almost a moment that has like, like, le- like it has such a weight, but then also like a sense of like humor a little bit where it's taking like very real. That scene was like insane to me. That's such her. a great scene. I think yeah. it's like one of the best scenes of the movie. I, 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 I agree. You don't, you know, speaking as a person who has same sex attraction, I remember when I was younger. And I I started to realize I had same sex attraction. What was most terrifying was I don't think you even realize it until you're in that, until you're in those shoes. The world makes or at least America and our culture, our media, our mm-hmm. families, and all that stuff. They make such a big deal out of how negative it is to be homosexual. I think once you realize you have those feelings, there's this instant fear of like, oh no, I'm the worst thing ever. Because it really is built. It feels like mm. it's built. Like you even said, no one talks about right. homosexuality yeah. in the black community when you're growing up, especially boys. And if they do, it is only to, to bash it. Yeah. So when you realize you're in that pool, it's like, oh my God, like I'm the worst thing ever. Like 
I'm bad. I'm so bad. No one's going to like me because I am so. This is the thing everyone said. Don't do. Don't be. And now I am. How do I go on, so to say? And I think in that moment when he even asked, you know, am I an F word? It's like, man, this little kid has all this weight on him. And he doesn't even know he has those feelings yet. But everyone's telling him what he is before he even figures out himself. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think about kids like, and it sucks. I'm about to say this. Like, I remember there were there's a distinct kid growing up. Everybody called him gay, mm-hmm. like instantly. I mean, I'm not even. Gonna, I never said it. I never defended him, which is probably even worse. Right. Uh, and it's like I remember this. I remember I had this kid in my class from maybe first grade to twelfth, and like from the moment I remember him, people were calling him gay. Like yeah. in a negative way from the, I mean, from first grade and think, it didn't end when we got to be seniors. I think we all had that person in school. Cause I yeah. still know that person now. And we're like friends and, and he's a homosexual and like people were calling him that from like grade school early. Yeah. I didn't even know what, I didn't even know what it was when people were saying it to him. I don't even yeah. people saying it really knew what it was. It was just like, that. he's different than we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So interesting. Yeah. I, I like I'm trying to think like because I, I remember like for like I like I had definitely been called that word but because it didn't resonate with me it didn't mean anything well that's not true it did not it did not mean anything I I knew the person was trying to like insult me you know what I mean like not just person people but like um but then like when I when I really like when I've learned somebody I was like oh this person is actually gay like. The like the very few people in my school, even in like high school, who like were like open, like yeah, it was just like it for some reason like like kids and then into adults like you know will take like the one thing that they know like there's a historical power or a societal power that they have over you and throw it at you as hard as they possibly can, like um. And for this, for this thing, it, it was even, it was a bigger, I feel like it's even bigger because that, because you don't know like who else, like who else is gay. I have no idea. There's no way it's at least with, at least with race, even like being like one of the only black kids in my school, I could still be like, but I see other black people. I know who other black people are. I know I'm not alone. Yeah. If you're one of the only gay kids in your school, who is out or, or, or not even out, but everybody kind of like thinks that you're gay and they call you, they call you that kind. And you know that in your, of yourself, but you don't know who anybody else is. Or the only other person is like this other person who you think is weird because (laughs) it's like the, I mean, like it's, I, like I, I imagine it is a little bit different now than it was when we were young. But like when we were young, like being open, being openly gay was like not cool, those and guys are heroes, and like those, Who? and that's those, a, people, those people are heroes. they were heroes, gay, and like yet, and at school. the same time, I feel like a, not all of them, but there were a, like I, I felt like a lot of the people who were openly gay, like they had a lot of mental health problems because they were doing something that nobody else in their community was doing, and so they were taking on the the brunt force that was that everybody was experiencing, but it could be so directed towards them because it's like, nobody else knows that you're gay. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and and the idea that like, Oh, I am this thing and nobody else. And I don't know who else is with me. 
has yeah. to be I don't I just yeah. I could only imagine like I mean that's, but, and that's an eight year old like right, probably yeah. seven or eight that kid has that weight and it's the thing of like I'm not gonna lie like where I grew up and maybe maybe I just didn't know like I didn't know an out black man it might be you right because yeah, I didn't I didn't grow, I didn't grow, like growing up there was they were growing up I can I do do yeah, not my, know an out black man growing up and then even in college I didn't know one my best friend came out in either it was either eighth grade or like ninth grade and it was like whew, it was a it was a hard time for everybody um uh, sure, <laughs> you know what I mean to say the least mostly yeah, right, right obviously right. um uh, 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 I mean that time is a hard time for everybody. Yeah. Um, right. So how much harder? And I and I had and and uh I had a bully in sophomore year who would call me the F word. Uh uh and then under the table he would rub my leg with his leg. And it was yeah. very like and so and it was this weird thing of like dude what are you do you know what I mean? Like like yeah. you're calling me this but what are you doing? You know, and it's, wow. and then thinking about like mm. what we're talking about right now about like how, like, Oh, not knowing what to do and how do you, you know, you know, how do you express yourself? And I don't know. I mean, I will say this. The best part about this scene to me is how Remy, AKA Cottonmouth handles it. Wow. Yeah. And I, like, I, he, he handles it so beautifully because again, like this is a black man during a certain time period who is a drug dealer, who is supposed to be tough, who's supposed to be this thing, he could have handled this so differently. He could have made this kid feel terrible. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't. Neither one, neither he nor the Janelle 1-8, their characters took the weight and was like... I think that's a real important part of the movie also. Like this movie, it's about this person's tale, but I think it, it sheds so much light on... on uh, Certain communities, yeah. like yeah, a lot of people didn't have fathers growing up, but they still had male figures. Sometimes, if they were lucky, they would yeah. have a male figure. And like, again, the stereotype: drug dealer, sells drugs, rules the community, bad person. But like, it's a bad job. But that's what it is. Yeah. His job is to sell drugs. He's not a bad person. No, he just sells drugs as a very bad thing. So it's cool that you know he can still, at the end of the day, be this this important and caring yeah. figure. To this fatherless child, he was a good yeah. black. He was a good yeah. black. It was really like he, he, it was really great what he said. Like if I could repeat it word for word, I I would. But you know, like just from like explaining what it meant and it, like saying it was a it was a term to make to make people who he said he either said gay, he said ba- he said it's a bad term for gay people make gay people feel bad you know mm-hmm. and like and like do you know and he and he asked how do how do you know if you're one and he's like well you know you just i, I think you just feel it you know well, it's and so like, funny you don't have to you know don't need right to, you don't have to know right now yeah. all of yeah. that was which great. is yeah it's yeah. like you don't have to know right now and it doesn't matter cuz you're eight but it's so funny because even that moment is so real because that's the question he didn't know how to answer and you can see him attempting to say something else but Janelle Monet looks up and goes uh uh-uh, uh and like makes the like don't say that sign and it's just like this is a real thing that people have to deal with and it's mm-hmm. a thing that honestly like it's so I feel like even right now 2016 is still a taboo thing to talk about in the black community yeah. like in like there is an episode not to spoil it so you know cut off you haven't got the insecure uh, but there's I'm not gonna spoil it but it's a conversation about male black male masculinity and their sexual yeah. fluidity and it's like it is something that black men and we talk about this on this podcast a lot like we have to be tough we have to be this we have to be that but you cannot be weak you cannot be vulnerable you can't explore yeah. like that I mean that's like 
you can't explore anything. It's like you can't fix, like women sometimes have that that thing where it's like, oh, if a woman kiss someone in college is supposed to be cute and sexy. Let a man who's straight, like now, like says he kissed a dude in high school, is like, what the what the hell? What you mean? Like, you know, it's like it's different, especially if he's a black man. And it's like I'm happy this movie came out because again, we get to talk about this. You know, so yeah, right. just to move things along, we like we there's a scene. I think that just to wrap up this portion of it, like there's a scene where uh, Remy, aka Cottonmouth, uh, <laughs> Juan, <laughs> uh, sees um, uh, Naomi, Naomi Harris like in the car, like basically like doing some crack, and uh, and and he's just like, well, how can you do this? Like, you have, like, and this is kind of the first time we, like, I think, learn that she's a crack addict, and he's basically, like, yelling at her, and she's like, how dare you yell at me? You're, like, selling, you sold me these drugs, basically. Uh, and he kind of just Yo, she can't really say anything. She puts him down so hard, dude. I mean, it's kind of true. I, it was, like, one of those things where it's just, like, yeah, like, I mean, you guys were just saying, it's like, yes, this is a good black man who's, like, doing something, like, he's doing this so that he could survive and, and you know, whoever knows what other things, like, was forced him into this lifestyle. And at the same time, like, he is also part of this system that is perpetuating the deterioration of the community that he's in. So, like, it's a vicious cycle. You know what I mean? It, 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 there's no right or wrong. Like, there's no, like, easy way out. I should say that being said, like his, his actions have consequences, just like her actions have consequences. And they both, even though caring for this child in a, in a a different ways are also hurting this child, oddly enough. Um, so then we go to Chiron, which is his real name. Yeah. Um, and this is him as a teenager. Uh, I forgot how this starts exactly. Well, like this one is weird because it, it, the last one ends with the last one ends with, uh, her saying, like, she still out there with um, oh, Cottonmouth. Th- there was also the beautiful scene where he, like, t- goes and, like, teaches him how to how swim. Maybe I almost forgot that. Oh, it was yeah. just, like, yeah, it was just super important because it comes back. But, like, he basically, like, is there with the water, which is another awesome thing because, like, black children rarely learn, or not I rarely, I shouldn't swim. say rarely, but, like, there's a lot of black children who don't learn how to swim. Nope. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Juan was Spanish just to help, like, it wasn't a black man teaching a black man how to swim. What was he? he was, Juan was from, from Cuba. Cuba. He's Cuba. Oh. I say that to say like American blacks don't know how to swim. But I mean, I don't, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> but there it's funny because that's how... Can you swim, Ray? Hell no. No. John, you're the only one who can swim? I'm the only yeah, black only man black who black can swim. Wow. Can that's crazy. That, I mean, it's a um, thing. But like, no, that's, that sequence ends with like that, that part of like her screaming like, you will take care of my son, you sell me these drugs. Yeah. And then it goes back to the house where where little is and it shows her like screaming at him giving him that dirty look and then going into the room and he's just this that then it cuts to like him older and then it's doesn't he like isn't he in the classroom yeah i think it's like okay school. yeah it starts with him yeah, in the classroom yeah. with the guy with the braids like making fun of making him. fun of him. and he calls him like the word in the classroom right like doesn't he call him that word like in the class in front of listen man i don't want to drop the gun yeah but the hard on that guy with the braids had for Chiron. I, yeah. I, I thought he was like, yeah. that was beyond. Like that was the biggest crush I've ever seen. Oh, hundred percent. Is that what they called it back in the day? I think it's always been the, always the, the down low. The down low on the down low. Yeah, on the DL. Yeah. Yeah. On the DL. Yeah. It was on the low down. Right <laughs> on the low down. <laughs> the down low. I mean, yeah. that kid definitely. Can I mean, we call it that for the rest of the. <laughs> he made a comment. Tortured that kid. He made a yeah. comment. He was like. 
I don't know what he said exactly, but sometimes to the degree of like, oh, you're lucky I don't like guys, or I give this. But he would like, something yeah, like he said yeah, something he, like about. He said, like, he said it a couple of times because yeah, in that scene when he comes from F where he gets sent out. Like the next scene is um um what is his name? Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. Sharon is in the hallway. He comes back. He's yeah. like, yeah, push him against the locker. He's like, yo, you better be happy. I'm like, cause I give you this dick. It's yeah. also like, yeah, it's like, oh, clearly Ele- gay. Elevator eyes is a term that I just learned, and he gives him elevator eyes the whole. What is elevator? Eye? Term. You know, I'm just mean Gerard. You know when it, yeah. when you uh, and me. Look someone all the way up and down. You know, like you do elevator, uh, elevator, right, elevator eyes. eyes. Wow. James, I don't oh, like that. I don't like it either, but he did it the whole movie, <laughs> right? He did it the whole... That, every time eye. he yeah. looked at him, he so would just... Look, you can't just say check somebody out? No, he would give him elevator, elevator eyes. eyes. <laughs> Ugh, I don't like that. Who told you that term? I did a... Uh, at work, I had to do a sexual harassment test. <laughs> 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 and that's what they said it does. <laughs> they called it elevator eyes and I was okay. like okay. that was what James took away from that okay alright great James. <laughs> that was, all, that but, was but, all I took go ahead oh but, go ahead I was just remembering that the reason that they even talked about in the in little I'm going back to little the reason they talked about uh, the use of that term the F-A-G-G-O-T was because his mom screamed that, that that's who said it they also called him that too no but it wasn't the kids it was the mom the but kids that, moment, that moment when the mom yeah yeah. well they showed her twice the first time they showed her scream they, they, showed they, her they scream. cut it before she said the word they didn't show her they didn't you didn't hear it but no. you saw her mouth it right yeah she said it to her child mm-hmm. I, that's really important and she oh also she said it Oh my goodness! You bring it up again. She said it to um, Cottonmouth. Yeah, she said outside it. the car. I was like, mm-hmm. "What are you going to do for him? He's a you know, life is tough for him." Right. Blah blah blah. And she she condemned her son at eight years old. You're yeah. gonna tell you know you're gonna tell him why the kids make fun of him. She right. Said. Well, I mean, and, that, and and so anyway, I just said that because I, because I was like, oh, did that happen when he's a teen? No, when he was a teen though, you know, she basically like takes his money. <laughs> Well, because when she like, this is the thing, and uh, I think I think it's the thing that that Ray was pointing is like literally like when somebody becomes an addict, like they have a life, mm-hmm. and depending on like because I've met addicts like, and you just see their life deteriorate, like and it happens most of the times they are people with good jobs, mm-hmm. and but what happens is the addiction becomes so much they spend so much more money, and then is of course they start selling things, they start yeah. using money, and the thing is like you saw the mom who was a nurse, and now at this middle age. Before we get to that point, so like he's in the school, they have this situation in the hallway. The 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 guy with the braids threatens him after school. So what he does, hauls his ass off home, or he attempts to. And is that when the guy stops him in the street? Yeah, uh, they follow him. They follow him, right? And they stop him oh, in yeah. the street. And he's was, like, he has a brief interaction with Kevin when he's like waiting and hiding. Oh and yeah, Kevin's yeah. just like, yo, what's it? like? And Kevin is. Kevin's also giving some elevator eyes too. Kevin does. Kevin does L. Cool J a little the bit, oh. but he's also talking explicitly about how he just had sex with yeah. his girlfriend. Yeah. Like yeah. he's it, being like real machismo. Like yeah. yeah, man, I just like uh uh. And you know, I was just like, oh god, I hated guys like this. I hated I them. Uh, was that every guy? Well, the thing is, like, it, no, it was, it was a certain no. type of guy. No, no. I remember a lot of guys talking. Like I remember that. a lot, was but like, it was like it. I remember it was always. Yeah, I got, yeah. It was always a specific type of dude. Anyway, but yeah, they see him in the street. They see him in the street, and that's what that's when I think the 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 guy with the braid says something extremely sexual. He's like, he literally says to him, "Either you should, or is it you should, or I should make you suck my dick." Something crazy, like something that. like that. Something and he said, forward. and he he says it immediately while grabbing his nuts. And I remember it very vividly because I'm like, you're trying to punk this dude, but yeah, you're the one saying like, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like him and his boy right there. Right. And in my mind, I thought like 
and in my mind, because this did happen, at least I know it happened in DC because some of you guys are on a on a download. Like I thought they were gonna like assault this kid because that used to happen around the way. Like, yeah. you know, like the tough hood dudes would like assault the smaller dudes, but then like no one could listen to the little dude because it's like, "What you trying to call me, son?" And right. they, they beat his ass and shit. I mean, so, it, it goes back to that whole like you know in, in our. In our culture, a black man, it's just like, you know, you're told this is the worst thing ever. And then for yeah. that guy with the braids to to see how he feels in someone else is totally like open season on like, you know, giving this guy shit. Because it's like, you're everything I hate about myself yep. and everything I've been taught to hate about this world. You know what I mean? So it's like, yep. it's a whole lot behind that. And it sucks because this kid goes from that scene and then he gets back to his project. And this one we see Naomi Harris... Like further down the line of her addiction, yeah, we kind of learned that uh, Remy has passed away uh, to go on to season five of House of Cards, and oh you know goodness. Naomi oh Harris is um, Juan. Oh Naomi Harris is oh yeah, man. like to, just at, just being like, I know she gave you money, I know she gave you money, grabs the money from him, and he's just like. <laughs> And it's just broken. Like, I mean, the man is broken. I mean, um, you go from school to home. Right? Yeah. And, and I, I mean, let's just cut to, right? Like, he is winds up hanging out with Kevin. And uh, they go to a beach. Um, and they, like, sit down and just have this, like, really, like, kind of open talk in an unexpected way. I feel like uh, Sharon, like, is not is like not used to being open, mm. not used to talking, not used to having anybody to talk to. He doesn't have family really. His parental, his father figure is no longer with him. His mother's a crack addict. He's picked on in school. Doesn't really have friends. Kevin was this kid who, I mean, it's unclear if like they maintained their friendship much. I think they did. You think I they did? Too. I think they did. I think Kevin checked in periodically. Right. If I had like but it didn't seem talk. like it was a f- close friendship necessarily. No. I don't know. Well, I feel like, I feel like because, um, the main kid just wasn't close to anybody. Right. I feel like it was just, but it's so interesting that like, bro, you kind of set it up that they had this like conversation, but I feel like Kevin knew where this was going to lead. Like where this oh, scene. Oh, 100%. I feel like he came. Yeah. It was like he knew. And he even 100%. said at one point, have you never, have you never, have you never done this before? Almost like. Have you done anything like this yeah. before? Which made it seem like not only had Kevin had sex with women, but he probably hooked up with a dude, you know, maybe in secret before. Like, yeah. it just, I, I, I legitimately couldn't tell if Kevin had actually had sex with the girl that he was saying. Like it was so, yeah. expl- it was like explicit oh. in this way that was, I was almost wondering if he True. was just saying it to say it. Like, cause he basically said he had sex like in the stairwell of the high school or something. But, didn't, yeah. get, but yeah. didn't get suspended. Yeah, yeah. But didn't get suspended. I mean, cause it's interesting cause I remember growing up, the dudes <laughs> who talked the most about like graphic sex were either the guys who weren't getting laid or the guys who, if you spoke to the girl later on, she was like, uh, yeah, he came in like two minutes. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? It's like, it was never the story that they ever presented. But also, like, kids were fucking in the stairwell in school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Yeah, but you sure don't happens. get suspended, yeah. though. Yeah, you ain't yeah. about to that. And not- yeah, they're not going to just give you detention. Like, I don't even care how hood the school oh, is. Right. He's he's just- but anyway, so. Yeah, you got caught. What, but what was the thing? What did they first talk about, like? the thing that I re- the line that I remember with James you saw this like more recently than me but yeah. the, the line that I remember was he said um, like have you have you ever cried before like do you cry yeah yeah, yeah. wolf and like yeah. and Chiron was like all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
It yeah. was like, and I, I mean, like we talked about, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. I like, you rarely see black men crying on screen. And yeah. like, there's this representation of like, because of that masculine thing. And like, it's just a masculine, it's, it, 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 it's not just black men. Right. But like, there is a very like masculine portrayal of not, of not crying or the showing of emotion to be weakness. And, you know, so him just like saying like I cry all the time. I was like, oh my god, that's he, one of the most vulnerable things. Yeah. Like, also, he, he came. He, he didn't just say he cried all the time. Yeah. It was like how he said it. Like it was some variation of like I cry so much, I become a tear. Yeah. And he was like, oh my god. And I hope he said what. But he said something like I cry so much, I feel like I've become tears. And he mentioned something oh like he, he said something to the degree of like, and I just hope like I can like wash away with the water. Like he yeah, mentioned yeah. like. Becoming a tear and washing away and the I, ocean, oh, he cried and, so and, much. And I just want to say that the the way it comes up is is they're talking about how bad things are sometimes, and then Kevin first says it makes me want to cry sometimes. It makes me want to cry sometimes. And then and then uh, Sharon is like, or Chiron, how I'm saying his name wrong? Yeah, but he's, but he's like, he's like, you cry. He like, right, yeah. right, right, right. First, he's like, he couldn't believe that he had said that he cried. And so they're right. like sharing this thing. But Kevin was like, nah. Yeah. But he was, <laughs> Kevin was like, nah. You cry? He's like, nah, man. I, said, I was just going off of what you, you know, I was, I was, just, I was, you like, said. I was following you. I was following your lead. Yeah. The, the first time, mm. the first time, just to give you like an idea of like how really good this was. The first time that I either dreamed about a guy or the first time I masturbated to a guy, I, I wept. Really, I cried because I just like I, I, this is the worst thing in the world I've done. And How I, old I was, you, you remember? I was young. I was probably like fourteen, something like that. Not that yet. So high, just, high school though. High school, yeah. Uh, I just remember like just bawling. Damn, because like, this is such a bad thing. Everyone's gonna hate me for this thing. The, you know what's so interesting about that is that like I I personally feel like when it comes to black people, right, mm-hmm. of people that in America. Who have been abused, pushed down, beaten for so long to think that even in our own community we do that to our own? Mm-hmm. And to ourselves. I mean, because think about it. Half the time when it came down to slavery, people just thought like they just thought they were better, right? And some people use religion, some people use science, and like if you think about what the black community uses against homosexuality, it's still the same thing. It's still religion. It's still science. It's the same exact same thing that was used to belittle us from everyone else here in America. And it's like, we're just turning to do that to somebody else. Yeah. Even if they look like us. Yeah. It's interesting. There is a homophobia is one of those things that for whatever reason, I, I feel, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just going to speak from my own experience. Like, to me, it's not just taught by society. There is something internally like that. I remember feeling like, like, yeah, no, I'm not like, I, I'm not gay. And like really not wanting anybody to think that, you know, like a very visceral kind of like rejection of that, you know? Um, and then that visceral rejection was then like told by society, you're absolutely right to feel that way. And not only that, you should probably feel that way a little bit more. You know what I mean? And, and it's, and it's produced like this, 
a deep sense of hatred and, and connection. Like even in religion, like even in, in, in Christianity, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and somehow, like, even if you believe that homosexuality is a sin, somehow it became like you were saying, Ray, like the ultimate sin. Mm -hmm. It's like the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. Like, look, I cheat. I mean, the idea that like, okay, like, like gay marriage is like ruining marriage. Like it's like, you know, that's like the whole thing was like, it's tearing down the traditions of marriage. Like the audacity to say that when half of marriages are ending in divorce and like people are getting beaten and like adult, like cheating is like, very prevalent and all these things are happening and it, it basically was like people saying like look i can cheat on my wife i can beat my wife i can divorce my wife but at least i'm not having sex with a dude yeah yeah it, it's <laughs> it's i heard i heard i heard a co-worker this is years and years ago and they, they don't work there anymore but i heard a co-worker say one time they said i would rather my son I'd rather get a phone call saying my son was in jail for murdering someone than a phone call from my son saying, Dad, I'm gay. Comedians still say it. There's a there's a very famous, probably the most I'm not gonna Isn't say that crazy though? I mean he like if you think about some of the comedians right now, the <laughs> well, most he said famous I'm not gonna say his name, but like I know. I'm not gonna say his name. Just say it's, no. Definitely say his name. Like I mean, his, but like it's I mean, a part of his act. It's right? a part of his act. So then you say his name. I'm not gonna say his name. But there was a popular comedian who had a very hit <laughs> TV show. No, and he used to drug no, women. Like, I can't remember the exact <laughs> joke or the or which special it was from, but I definitely remember this comedian talking about if his son came out to be gay, and like he almost said something which reminded me almost exactly like what you said right now about what your coworker said. Right. It almost made me think is it a bit that he did or something like that. Mm, I've heard worse things too. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, man. It's just, it's so, like, what the fuck? So, but I, I mean, we kind of like escaped the moment that we were in, which was like this very like kind of beautiful opening vulnerable moment where right. they were saying, he's talking about crying and I don't know if anything else was said after this. Do you, do you remember James? I like, don't, I, I don't remember. I just remember a uh, uh, pause, you know? Yeah. Speaking. And basically like Kevin kind of, leans over a little bit and it's like very it's like pretty much like how I imagine anybody's first kiss happens which is like you get closer and closer and you're like you guys feel the tension you don't know like you're like I think this is happening I don't know if this is happening is this happening is this happening and then they kiss they kiss and and Kevin like I don't know. What's a nice way of saying it? Gives him a hand job. Gives him a hand job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gives him a hand job. Good old uh, HJ. Yeah. <laughs> HJ. Good old HJ. Good old HJ. And, <laughs> and he wipes, you know, he like kind of wipes his hand on the stand, which I thought was which like. Is so funny. Though. I was before just like. Got, before he does it, though, before he does that, though, um, uh, Sharon says, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then and then yeah. he goes, "What would you, what My, would you ever have to be sorry about?" And then he wipes his hand in the sand. Yeah, just like well, that it's was, important to mention that scene because it comes into play later on too. I think at least is that they smoked a blunt together. That's right they on did. that yeah. beach. Mm-hmm. And I remember the way Kevin presented the marijuana to Chiron. I felt like Chiron was going to be confused, but Chiron took the blunt. And smoked it like a pro. Yeah. And then said, 
There's a lot of things I know about, or something like 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 you know, at my house I see a lot of things. So yeah, my, my, my mom leaves like, a lot of stuff, stuff around. around. Mom leaves a lot of stuff around. I was like, that's a big thing too that comes in for play later on in his life as far right. as go. So just the, for the sake of time, like we 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 kind of go we go back to school, but Kevin, uh, these bullies that had been like bothering Shy Road have oh. like kind of like talked to Kevin and been like, you know. Oh, like, are you tough, man? Like, basically, like, I guess, like, because this dude clearly is dealing with his own homosexuality. In love of Shiro. And, like, love with him. And, like, probably, like, is jealous. Like, I mean, we don't really see this, but you can infer it. Well, they kept showing him watch Sharon watching Kevin. Yeah. They also showed him, like, the camera, like, moved around like a freaking, like, he was, like, prowling like a lion on that school ground. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, look at this freaking predator. Yeah. He, he was. was such a, a predator. Yeah. And, like, and, um, but then he basically goes to Kevin, uh, and he's like, yo, like, knock Sharon out. Like, that basically what he was like, yeah. hit him. And so, you know, we have this scene where Kevin punches Chiron and Chiron gets knocked out. I mean, this is the man that this is the first ever sexual act he's ever taken a part of. It's with the man. It's so secretive. And, and so the, whatever emotions are going through, he like gets up because he's also like proud, you know, and this is the thing that Kevin was telling me before, like, don't let people just pick on you. But he like, this is the person that he loves. And so he gets up and then Kevin like hits him again. And he's like, stay down. You know, Kevin was sadder than Sharon in that scene. Absolutely, oh, performance in this scene. Oh, that was great. Um, that was rough. Um, does he go to the hospital? I forgot. No, no, no. no. He goes. No. To, he just gets he goes knocked to out. The, right. The kids scatter. Like, office. oh yeah, he goes to the. He goes to yeah the principal's office. The principal's like, you have to tell. You have to tell me who this is. You have to press charges. They want. You have to press, press charges. Yeah. He's like, no. She like yells at him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, please, you don't know my life. And uh, the, he breaks down. And yeah, he just starts huh. crying. And then she, and then the principal was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, you're freaking sorry. This kid just got beat up and you're yelling at him. Like, are you insane? Because you forget he's a, the thing is like people, people don't treat black kids like kids, yo. I mean, that's just a fact that we live in yeah. the world. Black kids get treated like adults. I mean, think about how, think about how we punish black kids. Think about how the legal system punishes black kids. They treat you like an adult. Yeah. Most of the times they never treat you like a mind. This woman looked at him and was like, yo, these thugs beat you up, which they are. They are thugs, but they're still kids. Right. And it's like, these kids need to be reprimanded. Right. Do it right. Yeah. Now. The idea, like that's the reason that's the problem with black people is like, we're not punishing them hard enough. We're not hitting them hard enough. Like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That's clearly been working anyway. So, um, then like the net and then like my favorite one of my favorite scenes, which is yeah. the I mean <laughs> how is it not one of your this, favorite scenes? I it's just this <laughs> they're in the classroom and the kids like joking around whatever and Chiron just walks in goes through his we we see him walk through yeah, the whole, the whole school <laughs> boom boom walks in determined, determined mad still determined still looks pretty like, man on a banged mission up, like banged up still like, goes in through bursts in the door. <laughs> You know, nobody really like people kind of like look and they're like, all right. And still then he Chiron. like he goes yeah. still Chiron. He goes to his seat, like throws his backpack down, picks up the chair, and then <laughs> just breaks, breaks it, it over the kid's head, and he's just really out. Great. Cold. Yo, but first off, done. Those school chairs are so heavy and so hard. My man broke it over this kid's back. He did not move. He didn't move. Right? I mean, right? He falls to the ground and does not move. He also so the he falls takes- to the ground. 
And then, and then, like he went to attack him more, and people like he gets another hit. He gets another hit. At least one more hit in before they. Yeah, they grab him, and he's like, "Get off me!" (laughs) He was ready. And then, uh, and then he goes to jail. Um, And that's how that ends. Uh, All right, Black. Let's do this real quick. So we've been doing. We've been talking for so. This is important, man. Skim over Black. I mean, we (laughs) we got to we got to move it. Black. The man is has grills. Rap music is blasting. He is. It's great. Now it's great. Listen, this is it's great. And and I, I feel like people can disagree with me, and it's fine. This is the first time I was like, "This is bullshit. This is all bullshit." Yeah. No one changed that dramatically. Oh, I felt like they did oh. that. I felt like they did. They made that choice to show emotionally and mentally how much he became like Juan. But mm-hmm. I don't believe for a second that that's how Black or Shire, or that's how Little or Chiron or Black <laughs> ended up. Like mm-hmm. it's so. I don't know how long he was in jail, but he could have been in jail. That he, he must have. That character must have been like twenty one, maybe. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, they basically so were much. like he. Yeah, he like became a, pr- a whole new yeah, person. He did say he said that when he when he got out, they had to move, and when he moved, he decided that he would just change who he was and became hard. Is what he said. I, mean, it, I, I I don't know. I think people can change like that. I do think that that change probably would have started in high school, but I guess that's what they were saying was it started when he broke this chair over this other dude. Like yeah. he also, bef- even before he did that, he also like, I mean, like, I, mean, was I was most- shocked whenever he was like, you know, fuck off. Like when he would say stuff like that, like even, felt so even that felt, uh, not like him. Right, not like the little boy. I yeah. wasn't that shocked about that, but I mean, not shocked. Not shocked. It just didn't. It, it, just, it felt like a. Uh, it felt like a little unbelievable for me. Yeah. growth. Not well, that extreme. Well, I get you. So, um, goodness, I I just want to talk about the last scene. But what else happened? Well, okay, me? I think this is a big one for me. This is a really, and I think I love to know you guys' interpretation before I go into it. But there was a, there was this really that whole when we first see him as an adult, and he is. Getting the drug money from the from the younger kid from, yeah. from like the new drug dealer yeah. under him, and he like plays that mental game. He had that weird mental game with him where he was like, "The count is short." Mm-hmm. Like he scares the crap out of this kid, and then he's just like, "Nah, I'm just kidding." It's um, very awkward. Well, basically, he was like, I'm, "I'm messing with you, but that's what's going to happen out on the street. Yeah, People are going to mess it. with you all the time, and you got to yeah, get used tough. to that." But also, I, I took it also as like because Sharon is so. Uh, emotionally unavailable and just socially awkward. I took it as a little bit of like flirting, not even like sexual flirting. Just like uh, he doesn't know how to talk to people, and yeah, like totally, even though he misses, he misses what he had with Kevin and has no idea how to go about getting that again. And I think there was a weird moment of like, you know, I don't know how to play with people or interact. But I like, kind of hey, felt that too. Oh, uh, I kind of felt that too because like in the moment before he says, before he says he was just playing, like there's like a. Pause and they, he like stares at him for yeah. a bit. You know what I mean? Like where like he kind of like is either realizing like, oh, this isn't even going the way I wanted it to go. Right. You know, uh, before he says the next thing. I think I, I think I felt that too. I thought he I thought he was like I thought either one or two things. I thought like he was about to whoop this kid's ass, or or I thought like because the scene before that, all he's talking about is this guy. Um, hooking up with some hot chick down the street or something like that and he's like basically mm-hmm. picking on him like oh man so I thought he was closeted and either was having sex with women or just like he was just so hardened that like he was about to fight this kid like right. cause, cause to me it's like in the next scene after that he gets the phone call from right. Kevin. Kevin 
And it's like instantly, which says so much to this actor, and it's like instantly that hardness is gone. Yeah. Right. Like it is it's one of those things where like the camera's on his face and it just fades. It's great. It's like, man. Yeah, and Kevin's calling him from a restaurant and he's like, you know, yeah, man, I just like I thought about you. What, what was the thing that reminded a song, him? A song, a dude came, song in, came on. A dude came in that reminded of him, and he played the song on he the jukebox. Played this song. I want to play it for you if you come here. Uh, you know, if, and then he's like, "Oh, but I moved." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe whenever you're in town." And then kept, and then uh, <laughs> black uh, literally just is like, "Cool, I'm going down." <laughs> right. he goes yeah, but also I yeah, that was the thing. Is yeah, that, so he's mom, his mom first. What? Is, was his mom in a home? I think uh, in Florida, uh, yeah. near. Oh, right. Yeah, she was in the near town. enough, right? Yeah. yeah, and she was like in a recovery type, <laughs> right? Show, right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. she's in this rehab. rehab. Dude, this scene, and man. so you got. So you this think scene. his mom was in Florida? Yes, that's and what I, I thought. I saw for group people. I was the only person in the group who thought that people yeah, so. people were convinced that she was in Georgia where he was. No, no, because he drove to her. My whole thing is like he was driving down. That's what I thought. I might as well see my mom. He. Like he was already, and his mom had been calling. So right. this thing of He'd like been ignoring her, yeah, and then, and then he had a reason to go. Right, you two know? birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's so interesting because this scene again is a scene that could have been. She could have been so one note. <sighs> what is so beautiful about this movie is like this. I know we we always talk about like you know we're more than just like drug dealers and 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 prostitutes or whatever. But like this this mom who was um, for a better word like a crack addict, right? was so layered that I'm like, why can't people do more of this? Like, now she's in recovery, right? Now she's showing, apologizing to her son, showing love for her son. And the thing is, that the, the beauty of the scene is that it's a, um, a, a give and take because the son, Black, doesn't want to speak to her, really. Like, at one point, he yeah. doesn't want to forgive her. So mad at He her. just doesn't want to. But, like, by the end of it, not only has he sat back down, so good. but they have a real conversation. And it doesn't, and the thing is, it's not one of those key-cutter endings. Like, right. it's still not perfect you know but it's like they had a conversation That's and what, and they and he like hugs her and it's and it and does he cry he, he does he does he does and it's like bef- what while he's still angry and upset like it's not like a a cry of like now we finally have connected no. but the hug was was like unexpected and really nice for me like it didn't feel like a cookie cutter mm-hmm. hug it felt like a uh, you know, it felt like he ha- had to slash wanted to. You know what I mean? It was this weird, like it had so many layers to it. It wasn't just that's that's my favorite thing about the movie in general. Is just that you take all these stereotypes and assumptions that we and we being not just African Americans and Uncle Reed, but even more so broadly Americans, we have like even like we, we think about crackheads nowadays. You think about like Holly Berry and other people. You even think about Dave Chappelle as Tyrone Bigham. You think about oh, all yeah. these silly caricatures, and it's like no, these people are com- complex and have feelings and relationships and emotions, and you see all these layers in the movie between a drug dealer a crack addict a young homosexual or whatever mm-hmm. it is like you just see all these layers like no one yeah. nothing's one sided definitely and so the, that beautiful scene happens he goes down he's uh, he, he goes to the restaurant that Kevin works at he kind of he enters sits down it takes Kevin a little while to recognize him he does um, you know he's like oh, he kind of looks at him Kevin like notices that he's changed but doesn't say anything yet goes to cooks for him brings back the food if this is and it's all of this is done like very like it's taking its time and the the movie at this point is like 
this is where we're going to be. This is where we're going to end. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to rush it, which is kind of like, you know, just very reminiscent of, of what Chiron's life was. It's like leading to a moment, you know, this Mm -hmm. like connection. And he's like, I don't, I definitely don't need to rush this. Like, this is, you know what I mean? Like he stopped everything to come down and, and see. And he still man. doesn't talk to him that much either. Like doesn't Black talk because he doesn't say that much. Well, he also he's still the same dude. Huh? He can't rush the chef special. Can't he can't, rush, you can't chef rush the chef special. Chef special. Can't can't rush which is so the funny because they have this conversation like at the table when he finally sits down. When um, Kevin sits down, and he's honestly just trying to figure out what happened. He literally says, "What happened to you?" At one point, yeah, and he's almost upset with Black for becoming a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Like yes, he's actually legit that, upset. He's so mad. Like the look on his face. Oh, it's great. Second it, favorite part yeah. of this movie is when he basically tries to call out Black for being a drug dealer and what he's become. And then, like, it's just like one line. And I, and I, for me, it's like my favorite part. What uh, Black just goes, "Why'd you call me?" Yeah, yeah. he's all like, "What happened to you? Yeah. This isn't you. You're selling drugs. And you, why are you calling me?" And right. Only <laughs> that's, like, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for a lesson. Right. I'm here to freaking yeah. And he me. does so much because the thing is, is like at that by the time Black says that, Kevin has now showed him a picture of his kid. Right. A lot happened. A lot has happened. So like basically, he's like, like Kevin, I'm married. I, I got a for kid. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like so he knew like because Black probably thought he's coming down there to have like I don't know like a relationship, a rendezvous, like some type of closure. But like this dude has a kid. Had a wife or ex-wife at that point, and is like now oh, right, really ex-wife. him about like his uh, right his lifestyle changes. It's like yeah, oh. he's con- super confused. Like what? Like are you straight? Like he he doesn't say any of this, but you you know he's yeah, you thinking know all he's of confused. this. And uh, what? Oh no! Just in this moment, I realized too on how, how deep of a level uh-huh. it is because you can look at Kevin as society. And going back earlier about how you said how like gay marriage ruining regular marriage, it's right. like here's Kevin, who's this person that's probably been in the closet, a closeted bisexual perhaps, mm. had a wife, had a kid, is divorced, you know, and all he can do is just judge black for what, how he's living his life. You know what yeah. I mean? Wow. Yeah, it's true, Super man. True. I mean, and then the thing is like the hope skip ahead is like then they then like black Kevin invites black to stay at his house because clearly black has nowhere to go. <laughs> Like clearly has nowhere to go, and the thing is, what happens at the house? This, this, this ending is so dope to me because, like, they end and they end with this conversation where it's just out in the open. You know what I'm saying? Where Black finally speaks, the adult Black finally has like a nice chunk of dialogue where it's like, "You're the only person, like, not man, not woman. You're the only person that's ever touched me." Which tells you so much about this kid's life up to that point. Mm -hmm. Not only, probably, he has never actually had sex with anybody honestly like his only sexual experience was when he was what 13 14 with a guy who touched him knocked him out that sweet hj you know what i'm saying <laughs> and then knocked him out you know what i'm saying and like he's at what point now 20 something dude mm-hmm. and the thing is kevin doesn't even judge him at that point now it's like this is an adult conversation now it's like really and it ends with him like holding him i'm laughing Smiling, yeah, it ends with just a gentle moment, like it doesn't mm-hmm. end with some like crazy sex romp. It ends with like a dude you don't yeah. even know, you don't know if they're gonna get together, you don't, you don't know, know if anything. there's any potential, and, ho- and holding him in the same way that they did on the beach, which is like really nice. And it just ends, yeah, cradling his head, cradling his head in that way, yeah, man. It was like it's beautiful, it was, it was dope, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing that, like, I feel like, which is so interesting for again, I hate to keep saying about why it's so terrible in the black community, but like, when you think about like how. When you, when you see one of your boys, what do you do? Deep hugs all Deep day. Hugs. You know what I'm saying? You playing sports, you do smack Deep on that. Deep hugs all day. You know what I'm saying? You do this Deep shit, hugs. but it's like, why, like, why is that like, 
why like where did that like I guess my thing is like to the like, where does this this distinction come from? You know what I'm saying? I was like you already can be emotional with, with your friends if it's like, oh we friends. But like to see someone else just hug a dude, like another dude to hug a dude, it's like now we have a problem. Right. Because now it's yeah, different. It's a, it's it's homophobia and like the thing is just just real quick, like we hear the word homophobia and like people like I feel like sometimes it's become synonymous with like racism. The thing is, though, racism is the idea that your race is superior to another race, right? Like, the idea that one race is superior to another race. Like, homophobia is, like, it is fear. It's, like, for whatever reason, it's, like, somehow people feared gay, not only, like, gay people, but, like, that they might be gay. Like, Like, this weird fear is 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 lives inside of them and then is like built because of society you know and that turns into hate as well it's like that be obviously right like fear produces can produce hate it happens all the time but uh i know it's that's what i mean that's what it is right it's like like no 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 no, i'm not gay i'm not no homo like i mean the fact that that phrase like yeah you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's so true, right? It's like, yeah. yo, blah, blah, no homo. Like, yo, dude, nice shoes, no homo. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. Nice like, weird. shoes, weird. no homo. But, but for real, how is that not? Yeah. That's like, a, people say that all the time. Like, yeah. still, they still say it. Still. Still. Because <laughs> there is a, it's like, there is this fear. And, I mean, wait, okay, so are we going to do this? I mean, role? listen, I'm just saying, man, this is one thing I want to talk about. No, it's not. It's like, they, 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 they could have been, been, been a swirl on this movie. There could have been a swirl on this movie. It could have been a swirl on this movie. Was this movie rated R? Yeah, it I must have been. So. A lot of curse words. It, it could have been a swirl on this movie, but the thing is, it's like, I, I, I just feel like I want to send a message to Naomi Harris, if that's cool. Oh, you know what God. What are you talking about, man? I just want to send something to Naomi Harris. I mean, I feel like, I feel like back... You know, in 2002, 2003, when, you know, she was in 28 Weeks Later and, like, she had that a nice British accent. And I was like, oh, my God, this black woman this. with this British accent. I think I'm going to like her. You know what I'm saying? And she was in that movie Strong, killing zombies and, like, fighting the good fight, you know? And then, like, then she made it to, to, to James Bond. And I was like, look at you taking this role that a black woman didn't have before. And now I'm looking at well, her now. Berry, okay. All good. No, 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 no. Holly Berry was a Bond girl. She was not a bomb. Oh, okay, okay. She had power. Okay, got it. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But what I'm simply saying is that, like, you know, I hope she gets Oscar nomination. And if, like, she comes to New York, you know, maybe, maybe someone who's like friends with her who listens to this podcast be like, you know what, like, you should get coffee with Gerard or something like that because cool. he wants to tell you about all the good wow. things about life and you know, maybe you're supposed to be doing this because world. she because she's not. She, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is because like she's not from America. All right, we're no, I'm saying she's not from America. She's not from America. I want to take her out of shore in America. No, hey. We move on to the next thing. Stop she talking. Certainly couldn't show herself around America. No, I'm saying no, but she hasn't been here. I wanted you, to. Show. What do you want to say, James? No, but before we move on to the next thing, you guys seen um. You guys seen that movie Hitch? I love. Yeah, Hitch. of course we see Hitch. It. You know, there's that. No, there's that part in Hitch. Everyone's seen Hitch. James. When it's like, you come ninety and I come ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Will Smith, they like they yeah, kiss. Then they kiss. Okay. Yeah. So. Is that a good movie? Yes, we. I said it immediately. Hitch. I love that you. Are you calling out that one joke because you think it's a homophobic joke? Well, no. I mean, like it is, right? I mean, like it no, kind of no, he goes, not, oh, and he like wipes his mouth. Well, no, but it's like you want to get kissed by somebody. Like you who do you want to get kissed by? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Y'all like it though, right? <laughs> 
I like this movie. I, you, I really pro- like Hitch. You just project some, some yo, real stop, shit on yo, I really stop like trying it. trying to yo, Hitch right now. Yo, I'm shade at Hitch. I was just trying to connect. I was just trying to let you guys know why Hitch was connected to this Hitch is a great rom-com. I really like it. I like Hitch a lot. I thought you brought it up like it was going to be bad. All right. It's time for the it's time for the cause. Thank you for listening to this two-hour podcast. It needed to be three hours to be happy. The tip of the iceberg. And for those of you uh, who've never listened to this before and you're hearing this show for the first time, welcome. I'm sorry we didn't really explain it in the beginning. We usually do. Uh, we don't judge. It's a show where we uh, talk about films with leading black actors and then talk about them in the context of race like we have. And you now it's time. explain for- it just now. Yeah, that's the end of the, yeah, why <laughs> not? End. Yep, you did. Uh, and uh, maybe it's... <laughs> Maybe somebody like skipped all the way to the end and then listen. Now they're going to go back. Um, it's time for the cause. We rate f- and review films not based on how well, we- how much we like them, but how well they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel like it helped the cause, we give it a black fist. Fully helped the cause. If we feel like it kind of helped the cause, it's a white palm. We feel like it definitely didn't help the cause. We give it nothing. My palm is like tan. It's not really white. Sorry. A year. Well, no one has some white change later. I can't. Oh, sorry. This dude. I just looked at it. I'm sorry. I just looked at it. Just looked at it. I was like, I never found a grown man who of our just, podcast. Who just looks at their palm? Your hand is white. Look I'm at sorry. Your palm. I'm sorry. Look at your palm. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Are we, are we ready? <laughs> all right. On the count of three. Three, gonna, two, one, or one, two, three. On the count of three, we're going to throw up our. Oh, Lord. Which one is it? Three, two, one, one, two, three. He never said it. Surprise me. One's good. Okay. Okay. Here we go. One, two. I don't know what I'm giving it. Three. If y'all yeah, we got four fists. black fists. Has anyone ever spoken to the fact that you guys all have your eyes closed or are looking down before yeah, you do usually, it? Yeah, usually. Oh, usually, usually sometimes we talk about it. Uh, my are eyes you, are closed. <laughs> do you think that you'll be influenced if you see someone else's? Oh, yeah. Really? Either yeah. that or... Um, I'm just scared. Well, I don't like agreeing with James. Wow. I think well, I'm going to be influenced. We typically don't agree, though. So, yeah. so you, because you, <laughs> if you like see it. James like it, it'll make like you it. not like it because you don't like getting along. All right, who wants to go first? Okay. I go, go first. first. Uh, I gave it a fist because it, I, I think this movie needed to be made. I think this movie will get nominated for an Oscar, or even the fact that it's being spoken about, like it could get Oscar contention, is great. This movie has three young black men and gave him a shot. Naomi Harris, who has been a great actress for a long time. Um, is probably one of the front runners for Best Supporting Actress, which is great. Um, this director, I can't wait to see what he does next. I'm a little disappointed, though, because these, the 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 three main, well, at least the younger two black guys, I looked at their IMDb's and they don't have their next movie lined up, which, again, if this was, like, two young white kids, they probably would have something in IMDb by now, wow. because that's just the way the world works. It's hard to know children. I mean, I'm just saying. So uh, many different factors are played, but yes. I'm just saying. Uh, but I do love that this movie, and I love the <laughs> fact that, like, this was a story that is about homosexuality, does take place in the hood, and that when I saw it in New York City, it was, I was the only black guy in this sold out theater at the Lincoln Center. I was like, you know what? This movie shows that you can have a black story that isn't just a black story, but a story that relates to people on a different level, whereas like skin can be seen, but also themes are universal. So it's like, I just liked it. Who wants to go next? I mean... I gave it a black fist because of Mahershala Ali, oh, God. Alex Why? R. Hibbert. His name is God. Naomi Harris. Ooh. 
Jaden Piner. Are you just going saying their names like right that? now? Yeah. Ashton Sanders. Why are you talking? I'm going to keep going. Jarrell Jerome. Stop talking like that. It's like that. you're looking at IMDb right now. Trevante Rhodes. Are you just listing every name you see? Andre Holland. Do you know who are these characters? Janelle Bonet. Andre just Holland beautiful black actors on screen doing some beautiful jobs, you know. Uh, uh, Barry Jenkins, Terrell Alvin McCraney, like all of that, like the fact that this is being done the, is is being made and growing in popularity, and all the stuff that you just said, Gerard, is is like so great to me. Um, uh, I just uh, directed a, a a solo show. Okay, no, no, but, no, but real quick, of course, real quick, right. in it, in shameless it, plug. All right, yeah, shameless plug. You, you, no one will ever see it. It's done already. But, wow, uh, but in it. In it, the 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 young man who wrote it mentioned um, uh, talked about like struggling with uh, sexuality and like not seeing certain sexuality represented on screen, and and there's just a, there's a beautiful moment in the middle of this movie where the two yo- young men kiss, you know, and it's like and uh, just the fact that that is out there, you know? And I think for, for me, it's like, Oh, I don't know how I, I could count on one hand, probably the number of times that I've seen that on screen. Uh, okay. uh, and so I just think that like, that is great for the cause as well. Well, that's really, yeah, that really, cause that kind of goes into what I was going to say from like my reasoning, obviously being a little close to it. Um, yeah, I've never seen anything even close. I can't think of anything to my story on screen. So like, even if it did a bad job, it's a good job. And it also did an amazing job of that. So like just to, I think just for even people to have a glimpse into what it's like to grow up black and have those feelings and to have that experience and to have the stuff with the mom and just to see the different angles, I think helps. So like this, this movie is going to help a lot of people. You know what I mean? And like, I think it's going to start a lot of dialogue a lot of other movies like it. And like you said, I think, you know, when's the last time you saw like two black guys on screen kiss like that? And also kiss in a real way. Like it didn't even feel sexual. It was like it's just this real nice moment between two people that shared something. So I think to know that like more of that's on the way, like that's that's a dope thing. Like it's nice to know that, that like people are coming around to being open to watch it and to see it. And I'm glad that it has this platform. Yeah, just a piggyback. I gave it a black fist because, well, first of all, Trevante Rhodes, who played the last character, is going to be in a bunch of other movies soon, and I think he might blow up. He, he was great, and I hope he gets nominated for something. Um, I think this film will get a lot of recognition, awards recognition, and one of the and there and therefore be seen by even more people. And the thing is, like in terms of actually helping the cause of more leading black actors, one of the reasons that I think that we don't have a lot of leading black actors and people of color in Hollywood is because this of this idea that we can't see uh, stories that relate to everyone through the eyes of a person of color. If it relates to everyone, we have to see it through a white person. And this is a story that deals with something very specific. You you have a black, you have a, a, a black homosexual man, like, you know, a, a, <laughs> a margin of a margin of society. And yet the story is told in a way that is so honest and truthful. 
and not preachy, to be honest, um, in, in any sense, really. Um, it's just like, this is a real experience. This is what somebody is going through. And you can relate, like, I, uh, you know, as a straight man, I can relate to like, oh, yeah, what was the first, you know, you know, time when I was a child and like, I felt an effect at a strong affection for a friend because they did something kind or, you know, or, or whatever things that I harbored against my parents because of perceived injustices real or not, you know, what is the first like sexual encounter that I had in some way? Like, what did that feel like? What, how did that shape me? How does it shape me when like somebody that I thought I loved betrays me in a, in a way, you know, what does it feel like, to be to put on a, a form of self that that feels protective but also feels false or feels like not letting myself be the be as open and honest as I want to be because I want to I don't want anybody to criticize me or make fun of me or I don't want to feel weak you know like there are so many different things that are at play that like I don't need to be a black gay man to to experience. And this film is showing that I think it's really, so it, one, it is, it is great because it allows a story that's not told, you know, to be told, (laughs) but it also, it also is allowing, uh, people to experience a journey that even though they never went through on this specific journey, they can relate to because it deals with human moments so in terms of that i'm like hey hollywood black people can be quote unquote you know regular people too you don't it doesn't need to be a black centric story for you to have to start casting us in it those are great i love the fact that hidden figures is coming out but we don't all it doesn't always just need to be you know a black history an exceptional you know fighting racism you know whatever exceptional negro kind of thing all right john i don't like how I was four black you. fists i don't know i was with you but then you started saying all those jokes at the end like hollywood thinks black people can do more than just be like historical <laughs> things like so i'm not i don't know you ended this on a weird note for me now you just put you around a bad place all right <laughs> um ended on a serious note uh thank you so much for coming ray yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug or anywhere people can find you, reach you, or I mean, people follow. can see the four of us uh, December 12th at UCP. Oh, this yeah. That's true. Yeah. The Return of Astronomy Club. Oh, that what? That's true. That's true. Astronomy Club's back happening? in New York. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, snap. That's true. That's right. Uh, other than that, on Herald Night. Oh, yeah. Tuesdays, Tuesday UCP, Chelsea. What's yeah, your team? Chelsea. My Herald team, Foxhole. Foxhole. Fox if you're in New York City, uh, visiting Tuesdays. or living here, come on out, Foxhole. Uh, we'll do our plugs a little in a bit, but uh, thank you so much for l- listening. Thank you, Ray, for joining Being us. And go you. watch Moonlight if you haven't already. All right. Peace. We'll see you. That is nothing. What is that? That's, That's nothing. them cooking this. What are you cooking? Special. Time for some plugs. Plugs. Cheer. All right. Uh, you can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Tweet at us, guys. We got some listeners from 
Finland? Finland, I saw that. Finland. And Finland. Sweden. What? I didn't I, I know didn't some Norwegian that. companies. Uh, companies. Norwegian <laughs> countries. Oh, man. What's it's happening? It's too late. It's What's late. happening? Guys, continue to tweet at us if you are listening from another country, because that's awesome. I mean, Finland? Finland, yo. yo. Do they got black people Finland, in Finland? though. Yeah, man. Yeah, Finnish. Finland, though. Um... <laughs> Uh, blackmanpodcast.com is our website Check that out We have show dates coming up Speaking of shows uh, Astronomy Club The oh, yeah. improv uh, group that we perform with Is performing December 12th at UCB Chelsea Yeah What time? No, is that No, is it the Beast? UCB Oh, is UCB that the Beast? East. UCB East UCB East oh, John is beast, now huh? instantly disappointed <laughs> Instantly disappointed. Is that the beast, huh? Yeah. Is that the anyway, beast? we had uh, UCBs. Wow. <laughs> Five dollars. <laughs> what time is it at? Seven thirty, I believe. Seven thirty. All right, check that out. Yes. Yeah, uh, no, it's at nine thirty. Whatever. Wait, what? I hey, mean, just look it up. Let's Google it. <laughs> December twelfth. Um, yeah. Do you plug your website? What is happening? At John Braylock, JohnBraylock.com. <laughs> at John Braylock on all Twitters. I don't care about that stuff anymore. Oh really. my goodness! All right, yo, James. Uh, yeah, you can follow me, James Third Comedy. Third is three RD. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can go jamesthirdcomedy.com. Dot com for all kinds of info and crap. Um, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>